0: Come on everybody, it's the inside trip So crack a high life and take a sip On that T-I-T, get up and scream And you can spell it backwards, you know what I mean Your boy Randall in the house tonight Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight When Ben Watson gets on the mic You better get ready cause he brings the hype It's
1: about that time, you already know That nasty trip, this nasty flow The inside trip, that
2: is the show Don't wind up on your back, bro Ah, what's up wrestling fans? We Are back, it's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast coming at you with number, episode number 111. My name is Brandon Olinger. You can call me Brando. Join with me as always, my man, your man, everyone's number one fan man, Ben the Law Watson. What up, Ben?
0: There's a party in the house and we'll be rocking tonight. So bring your body with your baby and I'll make you feel right. It's a freaky celebration of a natural kind. And the pleasure yep. you'll experience will blow your mind Well Your done. boy Brando in the house nah. tonight
2: What was that like Is that our th- song What is that that's Ro- the actual Body the, rock Rock the body rock
0: the, those, That's the actual lyrics From uh, our intro song That we parodied That we parodied, parodied. Which makes it legal <laughs> By the freestylers Yeah by the freestylers
2: Thank you very much We know that was a classic jam from back in the uh, Well before this year
0: <laughs> Yeah I have no clue What's going on my man Uh,
2: not a lot. Just back to the microphone for episode number 111 to talk some wrestling.
0: we are killing it, bro. How many weeks in a row have we just dropped a pod? Uh, Like
2: three, four?
0: Three, four weeks in a row, man.
2: Big boy style, right? Big boy.
0: Yeah, we are like like professionals.
2: You know what the crazy thing is, though, like being serious, is it's the beginning of February. Like, this is it, dude. This is the the home stretch of the season before we go into postseason time.
0: I'm not going to lie to you. It's... It's it's less exciting for me now that I know that I'm not going to the NCAA tournament. I hate you. I hate you. I, I hate you.
2: You're going to a bachelor party in Vegas. Oh, how cliche for a dude that you lived with for a while that pulled a knife on you one time when you <laughs> came home from work because you crapped your pants and you haven't hung different out with person. since. Different. Oh, that's a different person.
0: Way different person.
2: Oh, never mind. I thought that was him.
0: No, that was Sean Chatterton. Oh,
2: I thought that was the dude that was always drunk and would like sleep all day and then like woke up and that is him. Pulled a knife. On. But he yeah, didn't pull a knife on. When's him. the last time you guys hung out?
0: Uh, like legit like hung two out Two months ago we, My wife and I went down there To hang out with him and his fiance Down where? Cincinnati That's where he lives We hang out all the time
2: so, Like all the time So when was it before that? Like all the time? Two months ago? I don't know
0: We probably see each other Every couple months I don't I know He's that... one of my good buddies man I'm going, He was in my wedding I'm going to his bachelor party It's what it is He came to mind. Anyways fine, it's, fine, it's kind fine, of a fine. bummer That like, I'm not going to go To the NCAA tournament Which makes me like I'm not counting on the days Like you are You know what I'm saying? I mean I haven't got there yet But I'm getting there I'm excited I'm pumped. Yeah.
2: Maybe it's just because of the way the season's been this year. It's just been like there hasn't been a ton of drama, but there is a little bit Ooh, of drama. You know what I mean? Now. There's some drama, but not like in years past. I don't know. This is weird. Anyway, listen, episode number 111, The Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. Uh, You know where we're at on social media. Go out there and find us, follow us, do all that good stuff. Um, Podcast, you guys know where to find that Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. So please go out there, continue to uh, download, subscribe, listen, all that good stuff as well. Um, Leave us some rating reviews.
0: I haven't even looked at them in a long time. If you leave us a rating review, I am not buying For the next two weeks. I will read them on the pod. I'm going back to the well, baby. You're going back to the well. I'm going back to the well. If you leave us a rate or a review in the next two weeks, (laughs) I will read them on the podcast. I don't care what it says. It could say something about the size of my wiener. It could say something about the size of Brandon's wiener. I don't care. I'll read it on the podcast. So rate and review next two weeks. I'll leave it on the pod. The only reason I'm doing that is because I think we're at like 98 I'm trying uh, to get us to hundred. Yeah, I'm aren't trying you? to get us to a hundred. Come on, views. go out there, rate us. all right. because all right. once you get to a hundred, that's when we start raking in the money for this podcast <laughs> that we're doing. <laughs> I think yeah. I still owe you for the SoundCloud fees. You, you pay. do, you do. I, I know. I you need did. the seventy-five dollars. Re- remember, we we paid to do this. Can you know Venmo why. me? Venmo me. I will. I'll okay. do it right now. Thank
2: you. I appreciate that. Look, times are tough. I'm broke. I got kids to feed. I got you. I got you, all dog. Right. All right. So listen. Again, as I said. Episode number 111. Um, Speaking of drama, man, coming back to the mic after what was an amazing duel. Probably one of the top three or five duels in the last ten years, my opinion only. Um, Iowa, number one, taking on Penn State, number two. Penn State's historically run the gauntlet these last few years just owning people. Right. Arizona State ended that duel match win streak that they had coming into the season. Um, They're kind of playing that... That brides made this year a little bit to Iowa, who's kind of crept back up to the Iowa of old. All right. Got them Iowa Hawkeye fans excited out there in in Iowa. Um, I mean, so excited. (laughs) Like, I actually jumped on the message boards recently. Oh, baby. Here we go. (laughs) I I, I was reading the Hawkeye report. I don't think there's a guy on the Iowa team from Spencer Lee all the way to whoever trims Tom Brand's toenails that they don't think their, their low is round of 12.
0: Oh, they're round of 12 in it all the way. Now, here's the thing. The rankings would bear that out. Really? Because I was
2: reading stuff like, okay, DeSanto's hurt. That's okay. We, not everybody's as lucky as us to throw in a guy like Paul Glenn, who, you know, round of 12, sneaking on the podium. Paul Max Williams. Murin. I'm sorry, Carter Carter Happel. Talking about round of 12, low AA. Yeah, Man. they drunk. Get that. A lot of moonshine. Get out, out of there. Out of there. A lot of moonshine out there, you my friend. To, I need you to, you know, put Look, that they're corn away. They're
0: excited. They're excited. They're excited they finally got a team that's uh, that's worth shit. Um. I, I I just hope that they don't turn it into the Iowa fans of old. I like I like the Iowa fans when they're chasing Penn State because they were a little humble. You like the humble the, the humble pie Iowa fans, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I like right. that a little bit better. But I tell you what, that was a great duel, and it was a duel that when you know we put our our picks down on paper, um, we didn't expect it to be as close as it was. And but but then again, I think that just goes to show you that hey, Penn State they ain't dead yet.
2: No, I think it, I think that is um, I mean, that's a great point to make And one that people need to to Continue to remember And we're going to get into that more in just a minute uh, First off, I, look, there was a lot of matches that went on this weekend I think we saw a couple of number ones go down uh, One we're going to get into with this match I think another one that went down uh, Bulu Wallen from Oklahoma State
0: Bulu lost to Mr. Mahler He got beat by Brock Mahler um, OT,
2: right? Yeah, OT, I think Mahler got him for a takedown in the third To tie the match, they went to a sudden victory And then Mahler got the takedown as well
0: Um not a really surprising result, to be honest with you With with how good Mahler is I mean, you know, that's really a pick em. And I think that that's what we're going to see out of 141 As we talked about ad nauseum on this podcast Is that it's, 149 Yeah, 149, excuse me A beats B, B beats C, C beats D CBD oil, all that shit going on You know, it's just crazy Oh, you got it, man I mean, I,
2: yeah, so true um, Speaking of 149, so I guess You know, by default, basically That pushes, in my mind Sammy Sasso up to that number one ranking Here's a guy with two losses this year to Brayton Lee And to uh, Brent Moore He's avenged both of those losses um, He's continued to win matches beat,
0: beat Patricio
2: Lugo Beat Pat Lugo All yeah. right. Followed it up a couple days later Avenging that loss to Brayton Lee um, The Buckeyes are back in action this weekend With a, with a, with a Matchup against a, another tough Big Ten team, Nebraska We know that Nebraska has all the potential in the world We've talked about this before um, the Buckeyes continue to have one of those up-and-down seasons, but assuming things work out the way we think it is, Sammy Sasso should vault to number one. That's going to give the Buckeyes three number-one-ranked guys in the country right now, which is more than any other school can, can, can boast, can claim. Right. What were your thoughts? Give me a couple of thoughts on that, that Nebraska match, Ben.
0: No, I think you make a great point. One, if they, if they do get three number-one-ranked guys, right, you still got to prove it at the NCAA tournament, but let's just, let's just play it out and say that they get three champs. Right there, you're talking about a trophy. Uh, uh, you know, you're looking you're talking you're, sixty to seventy points. Yeah, you're looking at like the the odds are good this year with the parity that you're going to get a trophy. And with this team, I think that's that's great because this team has got some holes. Um, you know, I've got a couple things that I could say about about Ohio State. Not all not all of them happened in this dual meet. Um uh, w- one thing that did happen in this dual meet, which is a conundrum, it's just going to be a conundrum, and we've talked about this weight as well, 184, Rocky Jordan goes out and beats Taylor Venns. That's the Taylor vance that just most recently beat Aaron Brooks, but then lost to Cam Caffey and Abe Assad. Taylor vance is kind of on a slide, and if he didn't have that Brooks win, you would probably say, ooh, he's not looking too good this year. But then he goes out and beats a guy like Aaron Brooks, who then goes and whips up on Assad, you know? So I was really impressed with Rocky Jordan, and not only that, he battled hard, he showed heavy-ass hips, was, you know he was able to not uh, get taken down by Venz. he was able to not get turned by Venz, and he was able to get out, and the biggest thing was, he was able to finish that Patton Jordan single leg when he needed to at the end, and then he put a ride on Venz actually, which, which is impressive. something that we said
2: yeah. he was struggling with this year at Ohio State. What she was so good at in high right. school.
0: And let me take that back. I, I um, he didn't get out on vents. He took neutral, and um, he he of got course the, he did. He got the riding time. Yeah, point Ohio State Venn's. doesn't get out from any right. But he got the riding time point on vents So um, Rocky Jordan, a guy who I had kind of written off when he was down at one seventy four, has bumped up to one eighty four, and he's got um, two he's top. Big, dude, he's so big. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he's yoked up. He's got two top fifteen wins, including one over an All American and Taylor Vens. He will be a guy. and He's just a freshman. He will be a guy that will be a player at the national tournament to maybe pull an upset or two this year. Not saying he's going to get on the podium this year. I don't see it, but I think he's going to be a guy that could potentially be a three-time All-American. Look, look, looked really good. I'm really happy for him. Um, y- you know, I don't know. Do you have anything to say about that match? Mr. No,
2: I know you're you're getting really excited about the uh, Rocky Jordan's potential. I think we see some results sometimes. You know, here and there that that that. That supports that, you know, the Aaron Brooks match. Um, uh, this match against, uh, did I say Aaron Brooks? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, I get what you're saying. You Taylor Vance match. Yeah, the Taylor match, match. The Bronicle match. That's what I was talking about. Um, we just need to con- see continue to see more of it and more of that confidence, you know, going out there and winning these types of matches. This was a match I am shocked that he won. Um it, It makes me wonder, what's going on with Taylor Vince? Taylor Vince has seven losses on the season right now. I think the most he's had in his career in a season is nine. He did that, uh, what, maybe two years in a row, um, sophomore year, freshman year. um, Even when he took fourth. Can't quite remember. Uh, Yeah, so it's like, what's going on with Vince? He's been so up and down. One week he looks great just owning a guy like Aaron Brooks, who a lot of people are starting to think, this guy's got finalist potential. That's
0: crazy. The, The way he beat up on Brooks was a real big surprise to me. Same. it was a real big surprise Same. to me
2: you know and then he goes out there you know he's he's lost 3 out of his last 4 matches it's like what's going on man i you know a guy that failed to place last year after finishing 4th as a freshman i don't know what this dude's problem is he's,
0: he's not riding on top like he once was Ava sad was able to get out of him he didn't turn brooks he didn't have a chance with rocky um caffey he was actually losing the or caffey was losing the match until he took hit him for six at the end uh, Which which just uh, probably a lapse in judgment on his part I think you could chalk it up to the fact that none. I think that more than anything, the fact that um, the Big Ten schedule at 184 pounds is just a meat grinder. And you know what? In college wrestling, with guys that are this close, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. He very easily could have been, could have won all of them. You know what I mean? He very easily could have won all of those matches. That's um, true.
2: I mean, that's a good point. He's lost some close matches. Aside from Cam Caffey. Well, I'm I'm sorry. Aside from Rocky Jordan, Cam Caffey, all of the other losses haven't been bad losses per se, um, and maybe maybe these aren't bad losses either. I mean, I don't he's, think they are. he's been beaten by guys who are either good or have a lot of potential. Rocky Jordan, Cam Caffey, Abbasad, and then after that, it's basically Taylor Lujan a couple of times, and then Zaheed Valencia, and then I think Sammy Dupre or Louis Dupre, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, so
0: I mean, he, he's he, run the gauntlet, right? And when you run the gauntlet, you lose some matches. Right on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. We'd like to see him win a couple of those a little bit more, though, right?
2: Of course. It, it'll be interesting to see like which version of him we get come the national tournament. Is this the guy that went out there and owned Aaron Brooks or stuck Ben Darmstadt in like three minutes at Cliff Keen? Right. Or is this the guy that's struggling to put up points against a guy like Rocky Jordan uh, and Abbasad? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, you said you had another comment.
0: Uh, well, yeah. that didn't
2: happen at this duel, but about Ohio State.
0: What yeah, is it? Yeah. So it's interesting. So Ohio State sent. Um, um, so Ohio State's lineup, Tom Ryan has made it clear in his interviews, if you watch them um, on the Ohio State's uh, Buckeyes webcast, that uh, there's three weight classes that are unsettled. It's 125, it's 157, and it's heavyweight. Um, and, and 125, it was funny that you say that because we're thinking originally, well, well who's going to go 25? Jacob Decatur, is he going to pull his red shirt? He's, he's not that big. Well, it, they, they made the point that Dylan Koontz, uh, a guy who took sixth at Vegas beating Josh Kramer, Uh, Josh Kramer and Jarrett Trombley, who we'll talk about later, um, on his way to take sixth, has made the drop down to 125. And then he goes out to the Edinburgh Open and he wins it. And on his way to winning it, he beats a guy, Jake Grimacki, from Clarion, who— uh, people might not remember him Because he's been injured the last two years But as a sophomore He was real solid I think he was 20-something and 9 NCAA qualifier And beat a guy like Brent Fleetwood At the NCAA tournament So he beats Jake Grimacki On his way to uh, to winning the Edinburgh Open And he's also got wins over Kramer and Trombley this year I think that Ohio State might have found Their guy at 125 Now he's not going to get on the podium But at least he's going to compete And he's probably I think he has a. Sh- I think he's got a better, much better shot than Heinzelman to make the NCAA tournament with those types of wins. Okay. And he's also got. He's also Russell's a really funky style because he's a Greco guy. Right, I watched his right. match against Gromacki today, and I tell you what, he frustrated the hell out of him with those double unders and mm-hmm. just running them off the mat. And he he forces people to make real to make really bad decisions against you, mm-hmm. and if you don't, he's gonna headlock you. So. You know what, I think He's got big play potential Yeah, I think it's a little bit I think Bigger than
2: Malik too right. so bodes a little well He's cutting down from 33 Right, right He's
0: a big 25-pounder I think that the Malik Heinzelman experiment For this year is uh, Is probably wearing on a lot of the Ohio State Buckeye fans I know it is on the message boards And I think that Tom Ryan As an obligation to the Ohio State team To put the best guys out there Is probably going to give a real hard look For Dylan Koontz. Um, to be their 25 pounder and I, and I think that it makes a lot of sense couple of, Just a couple
2: of quick comments On that for me One, it, it's a shame that they couldn't have Made this decision before the season started Because it would have been great for Malik to redshirt this year Look, Malik There's no other way to put it. He had a really good season last year for his, for his standards. I think uh, as a true freshman, freshman, he had three wins last year against guys that are currently ranked in like the top 10 or 11 this year at 125. That's crazy. Last year he beat Dylan Koontz 11 to six. Okay. Um, he was undersized. All of his losses last year were against guys that were basically bigger than him or on an absolute another, another level or both. Especially. Exactly. That's what, that's what I mean. Um, had they have known that it would have been this type of season for Malik, it would have been great to give him a red shirt this year. That red shirt that he needs, that he deserves to go out there, get better, get bigger. Uh, but that that's passed. I mean, that that ship sailed. So now it's either going to be a lost season for Malik or or it's not. Um, I, I'm i not quite as excited as you are about you know Dylan Koontz. Um, Prove it to me on the college level. I don't get excited about wins against you know Joshua Kramer or Gramacki because, honestly, this is Ohio State. This is the Big Ten team. I get that. A team that. that's gotten a trophy so many years in a row, national title. Um, we, well, need honest, we need more than that. We need more than that.
0: Well, Ohio State doesn't have an All-American on the team at 125. Agreed. No, I, I agree with you. So I'd rather at least the guy that's, that I think that's got a decent shot at qualifying. I think he's
2: got a better chance at qualifying, Um, but sure. it's not a shoe in It's not a shoe in at all. Oh, no, you know?
0: no, no. And the uh, the unfortunate thing is, though, is if Dylan Koontz dropped to 25 and wrestled the whole season there, I think it probably would be closer to a shoe in because even if he didn't do it at the Big Ten, he would have, probably have enough, um, enough firepower to get an at-large. All of his good, you know, all of the wins that he did, everything he did at 133 pounds at the uh, Cliff Keen doesn't count, you know. Right. So everything he did at you know, so he's going to have to go out and take a spot. Agreed, and, agreed. But agreed. the bottom line is, I don't think I don't see either one of them really scoring more than a half a point at the NCAA tournament, which is a loss in the first round and a, 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 a consolation one win and then loss. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I I I I can be down with that. But at that. least we saw some fight. One, no, and that's
2: what we need to see from that weight class I want to see a guy that goes out there and competes and battles Not a guy that's struggling against every 125 To even c- just to create offense right. even, to,
0: even to kind of control the pace of the match But if you remember Dylan Koonson, uh Cliff Keen even, I know he took the deep sixth But he battled hard He wrestled Chaz Tucker tough Yeah, he did what, 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 Do you remember the score of that match? I think it was a Chaz Tucker was like a 6-2 to two match
2: but okay. th- that's against- Chaz Tucker's tough I that's mean Chaz Tucker's tough Up weight
0: We're talking about A 33 pounder Dylan Coots goes out there And battles Chaz Tucker So that's a guy That we can put down At 125
2: So it was 8-3 to three, And before he wrestled that He twice Yeah before that In the duel He lost to five. 12-5 to 12-5 8-3 to to eight to three at Cliff Keene. 12-5 to five in the duel okay, so,
0: so Wasn't it, quite exactly right But hey I tell you what Chaz Tucker beats the shit Out of Millie Kinselman Way worse than that Oh I, yeah I agree <laughs> with that Um um another guy wrestled out there was uh Gavin Hoffman, he wrestled at heavyweight. Okay. And he uh he took an early loss. So I think that um I think we're going to see Gaston Gary the rest of the way there at uh, at heavyweight. Okay. Um and then and then the one last weight class that's unsettled is uh, Kenner or Cleary. Um you know Kenner got a tech fall over Maryland but mm-hmm. um he wrestled Peyton Rob tough but you know it was it wasn't uh it was 8 to 3. You know, now, Peyton Rob hit him for 6. You know what though? I like what I
2: see from Kenner because he battles, and look, this is the guy that was at 133 at one point this year, came out of high school, ranked at 138. Peyton Robb was one of the top recruits in the country at 160, wrestling 157, and he still goes out there and battles, um, doesn't doesn't give up the bonus, gives up six, and then from that point on, he actually wins the match three to two. You're right. Okay? So I like that, and I, I... I'm all for them keeping Kenner at this weight, letting him get experience this year, because next year, that boy's going to be in the lineup.
0: And, and I think here's the thing, right? If if Cleary's a guy that you know is not going to be a future starter for you, why not start a guy that you know is going to be a future starter to get him, the, get him those reps, right? No, I
2: agree with you 100%. So – I want to make one comment on the Buckeyes real quick before we get to talking about this big duel, yeah. and then after <laughs> yeah! that, um, we got a little guest coming on um, yeah, to, to do a little uh, Monday Fun Day pick'em uh, with a with a fun ACC rivalry match that we got this weekend, yeah. uh, NC State in North Carolina. So the one thing that I want to make a point on is that I, and I don't care about what any media outlet where they have them ranked in this type of thing. I think it's time for Luke Pletcher to start getting a little bit of recognition for a hot potential cod candidate, and I mean a oof, legit one. Oof. Okay, here's like a guy. That, look, Pletcher's record right now is what's he nineteen and zero?
0: He's nineteen or twenty and zero. I haven't, okay. I haven't looked at, uh, Give me a second here. I'll
2: tell you exactly for sure. I'm sorry. So he's twenty two and 22 and zero, 22 oh, and 0 at one hundred and forty one pounds. He's got 14 wins against the top 31 in the country. He's got 7 wins against the top 10. And he's got 14 wins by bonus point. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. He doesn't have a ton of pens. I think his pens are probably like at, what, 3 on the year? I think he's got maybe uh, 3 pens. He's not a pinner. A couple of techs. He's got 9 major decisions. Okay, But when you look at his schedule and a weight class that is extremely competitive like 141, oh, he has... Beaten the number three, he's beaten the number four twice He's beaten the number five, he's beaten the number eight He's beaten the number nine twice Including both times by major decision Um, And then he just continues to own the rest of the weight class Right now, and I would have never have found myself saying this Based on what we saw out of him in the first three years Not a knock on him, it just wasn't this style of wrestling Dude has a, he needs to be a legitimate candidate Or in the conversation for Hodge You and I were talking when we were watching Nebraska and Ohio State about Colin Moore needs to be a candidate. Of course, sure. Colin Moore's got a lot of bonus point yeah. wins, undefeated. I don't think 197 is the same as 141, and Colin Moore has not dominated the top 15, top 20 in this in his weight class like Pletcher has done in this.
0: Name me five wrestlers in the country that are more exciting to watch right now than Luke Pletcher. I can't do it. How many? Five.
2: It would be hard to come up with five. There are some wrestlers who I would say, yes, are, are more exciting to sure. watch. But if... We're going to get a lot of people that hear this and think we're being homers, and that's not the case because okay. we've historically then been pretty hard on, on Pletcher. But when you actually watch him, his pace, again, we said this before, his pace is now an elite level. His pace is Austin DeSanto-like.
0: It, it, it is. Oh, my God, Okay. His, his he technique. He is in your face.
2: The entire time. He's,
0: he's an angry man in your face, beating you down, and then he makes you take a bad shot, and then he goes either behind or he grabs a leg. And scores on you, he's great at manipulating balance of the other guys He gets Every time he gets a leg, he scores Because he gets people so off balance in so many different ways It's absolutely amazing what he's doing, Brandon And I totally agree with you He won't win the Hodge, but I tell you what If, if he runs the gauntlet and he goes undefeated and then beats Nick Lee three times he should be right. He should be t- number two.
2: He's going to be right there with the guys like Zahid, Spencer Lee, and so forth. I it, cannot wait for Pletcher Lee. The thing about what Luke Pletcher is doing is he's making guys that are the the best of the rest guys at this weight class outside of Nick Lee. They haven't competed yet, and I know he had a close match with Rayle Woods, the number three guy, and he had a a close match with Dom Demas, the number five ranked guy. He his style and what he's doing is is basically forcing guys to make so many mistakes and he's either scoring on them with his attacks or he's forcing them to make mistakes and he's just abusing them and punishing them for it's it. It's
0: embarrassing. It and, is. And you know what else he's doing? He's riding the shit out of people. That little motherfucker. I'm on board. I'm He's on like 5'2 but he'll ride the fucking shit out of you.
2: There you go. I, I, I'm on board. I'm a believer now. Um, I know I was on the Nick Lee train for a long time. I switched the last couple of pods but... I'm a believer, dude. I'm, I'm if he runs the gauntlet now. and he continues to put up this type of bonus, the bonus rate that he's doing, because historically, Pletcher hasn't been the big bonus guy. When you look at him— 30%, right? 21% his freshman year, 11% his sophomore year, 32 his junior. He's at almost 65% as a senior, which is a huge jump. He's doubling. He's and not doubled only 65%,
0: that. 65%, but he's 65% wrestling, a way tougher schedule than a lot of other people.
2: 14 wins against the top 31 in the country. Yeah. That's, that's crazy
0: Alright, so enough about the Buckeyes We're going to go ahead, give our
2: thoughts on this Amazing duel that took place at Carver Hawkeye Arena um, Iowa, Penn State If you missed it, I feel bad for you Because there were some, some phenomenal matches And I just think it, it gives us a little bit of a A, a, a peak, A slight peek into what we're in store for For the rest of the season
0: And I can't wait for that and so the last couple weeks, you know, we've, uh, we've been chatting it up a little bit about how Iowa is the favorite, which they still are. They still are for the NCAA title. But if you go on the message boards before this duel meet, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that Iowa was about to win it. And Even you and us. Yeah, you and I. You and and us. Th- not just from the Iowa fans, but from those bitchy Penn State fans that were whining about the fact that. Let's they, not call them bitchy. Okay. Okay. Whining Penn State at,
2: fans that were playing woe is me.
0: Playing woe is me. But hey. Not so fast, my friend. Oh, you're going to leak Corso. You're going to leak Corso. Yeah, not so fast, my friend. I'm not saying I'm putting on the Nittany Lion hat yet, but what what did we freaking say, bro? Penn State ain't out of this. And I get sick and tired of people. You and I might be the only people on this freaking God's green earth that are saying that Penn State still got a shot because they do, bro. They do They got real Legit Heavy Fucking Hitters That can Wrestle
2: I think people Sometimes forget Just how great Of a coaching staff That Penn State has I don't oh, I think don't and I hate it I, I know you don't I don't think There's another team In the country That learns Match to match Period to period And makes Adjustments In match Makes adjustment Between matches like Penn State and their coaching staff. Which is why, when we did our picks, bin, that was the big reason I said I was picking Vincenzo to win that match against Iowa, we against the Bull did. and Carver. We both did. Right. But that was my rationale. Okay? That was absolutely my rationale. Now, this duel had a little bit of a... It had some atypical things. You know, you had the situation at 133. That's plus six for, uh, we for Penn We're going to talk about that We'll now. get to that. Um, you know what? I think we saw... Like, let's just go ahead and get to that. 125... Spencer Lee against Meredith. Look, it, it, it's exactly what we expected. Lee did what Lee does. He went out there and teched him.
0: Brandon Meredith just lost to, to Brandon Cray from, from Maryland, who, you know, is having a little rough season. So I, I think it's safe. He to, ain't no Spencer to, Lee. No, I think it's safe to say that Brandon Meredith is, uh, is a guy that's going to be on the outside looking in for the NCAA tournament. I, honestly, I think Meredith is probably like a
2: half step. Better than Devin schnupp was no offense to either one of them, but they're not on the level right. of spencer lee or in, You know, they're right. not they're, it's no uh, nico mega right? All right. Yeah When you
0: say no offense Yeah, these dudes are putting it on the line and they're strapping it up every day I'm gonna give all these guys anybody that loses. I don't care who you are If you're stepping in on the line, i'm giving you mad props that said spencer Lee, Hey, he made he, it out of the first period he did what
2: he does. He went out there. He teched him. Um
0: yeah, he made it out of the first period. I think you touched on
2: this a bit when we talked this week. And that, you know, I think this might have been one of those matches you said when, when Lee was spending a little extra time trying to get that pin. It didn't happen. He got the tech like right. he, he
0: was going for Right, he was going for the pin, which makes sense. But 133 is where you really start to get interested because you got Austin DeSanto versus Roman Bravo Young. DeSanto's beat Bravo Young twice, right? right? Close matches. But I tell you what. Actually, the first one wasn't that close. second one was close. first one wasn't as close, at least from my recall recollection. But you and I, I think, both picked DeSanto. Or did you pick RBY? I, think I picked was, DeSanto. I think we both picked DeSanto. I, I, I picked DeSanto. Um, he was just looking so good this year. No, well, he was. He absolutely was. But Roman Bravo Young, so fluid in his transitions. Now, Bravo Young took him down off of – uh, he started out by, uh, Austin DeSanto did, uh, or Bravo Young did what people were wondering what he was going to do, and he kept his left arm behind his back. And if he would have done that for any longer, they would have hit him for stalling, but he didn't. Austin DeSanto took the bait, don't take the bait, Austin DeSanto, and he tied up Funky, and Bravo Young goes knee-pick on him and takes him down. So not only... Oh, that was a great counterattack. How that, great that, was that? That...
2: that, that. Freaking underhook throw by yeah, To the knee pick Off of his like Yeah off That was awesome And I think That goes to show like Bravo Young's in this match Well you know Just how good It's easy to get caught up In the hype We always do And we always get caught up In the recency bias Okay Right Roman Bravo Young Is a bad dude A bad dude That's beat a lot of just great wrestling. Well, he, t-
0: he took eighth last year as a freshman, and, and a very freaking tough a deep weight, weight class. class. Deep and weight we're class. talking about an all-American as
2: a freshman. But I think I know I have, and I think you have as well. And I'm still I'm not am fl- not flopping, guys. I'm just saying we. I've made comments in previous podcasts that Roman Bravo Young has all the talent and skill to be a Finals You said he could be, be, a be a Finals, a finals this he year. Said that, and I think he showed you what he can do. Because one thing about Roman Bravo Young at this weight class is he's very good in all three positions,
0: and on top of that. His counter-wrestling and his defense Counter. is amazing. His counter-wrestling, and that's where it is. And he did, well, yeah, his defense, remember when he was on Center for doing a backflip against Brandon Petzel? I mean, the dude literally made the Sports Center top 10 for, for his defense, okay? And what he did to Austin DeSanto was so slick, and he did it twice. DeSanto gets in on a shot, Roman Bravo Young cuts the corner, and before you know it, before you know it, with that counter offense, he slaps a fucking near-side cradle on Austin DeSanto. And then he starts to take him back. DeSanto uh, calls for injury time. And um, the ma- the match kind of goes back into... Uh, so so here's the thing. This is what we need to talk about. They didn't give him any points for that. They didn't even give him a takedown for the first injury time. And, and then there's a lot of people on the... Um, on the, on the message boards and uh, social media Saying that Roman Bravo Young pulled that knee out Funky and popped off of knee Ben I think he did I've watched it a couple different times I think he, he probably pulled it out Or maybe it popped But I don't think he did anything illegal So I'm not going to sit here and he pretend I know what
2: the rules are So I can't say legal or illegal This is what I do know And this is if it's not illegal They need to consider it For one Roman Bravo Young I'm pretty sure he Covered the toes by grabbing the, the, the sole of the foot, right?
0: You grabbed the sole of the he foot. You grabbed the sole of the foot
2: and covered the toes. So, what that does right there, unlike grabbing the top of the foot or the ankle, you now cannot defend your foot from any sort of, um, any sort of dangerous movement because his arm and his hand pulling that foot is going to be a lot stronger than you being able to flex your foot upwards. Right. Okay? Fair so, point. Okay? Then, DeSanto was in a position where he was on his knees, all right? That leg. That right leg was out and to the side, as if he's in, a, you know, trying to finish a takedown. Bravo, Roman. He grabs the sole of the foot, covers the toes, grabs the toes, covers the sole of the foot. And first, what he does is he pulls up. He lifts the leg off the mat. Then he pulls, which now, now you're putting pressure on the knee. Then he pulls out. Yeah. Now you're taking the knee joint. In a way that is not natural and is very dangerous. Okay. I don't know if it's legal or illegal, Ben, and I'm not going to sit here and debate that because I don't know the rules. Yeah. But I do know that that is a position that you can probably suffer serious injury. Whether DeSanto did or not remains to be seen. But it is something, if not illegal, that NCAA wrestling, they need to, they look, need look, at to it. look at it. Okay. With that
0: said, that said, he slapped a cradle on him twice. He did. He did. And, and, and they, they stopped it both times without scoring points. And, um, I, you know, DeSanto's going over that cradle was that cradle was tight, right? DeSanto's going over whether he gets pinned or not. Roman Bravo Young to be seen. I mean, Roman Bravo Young was already up. Remember, he got that takedown. Right. He, he was already up. Um, I, I agree. So I can tell you what the way Roman Bravo Young was moving compared to the way, you know how you can just kind of tell mm-hmm. if somebody's wrestling well by the, confidence, the team, by the way they moving. He, he was going to win that match regardless. Yeah, that's what, that's an that's an opinion. That is not fact, but my opinion. He was going to win that match regardless. It's unfortunate. Um, I hope Austin DeSanto is not seriously injured um, But that was a big swing in the mat It's a big swing in the duel
2: I think, well for one I'm pretty sure Not 100% confident But I'm pretty sure that Austin DeSanto Has never been pinned in college um, And he's wrestled three years At extremely tough weight classes um, And he's, you know, he, he, he's he been an extreme competitor At those weight classes um, So whether he was going to get pinned or not Who knows, but I do agree with you RBY was dominating that match this is what I found really interesting. For all of the applause that we've given to Santo this year, we said that he's has remained composed. He has looked really good. He's you know he went out there, he beat Seth Gross. He's dominated matches. This was one of the first times that we saw him truly, truly facing adversity. Not just in a tough yep. match, but you are now in front of your home crowd in the biggest doomy of the year. You are getting handled by your opponent facing that type of adversity. And he he basically made the decision himself. He was done and ran off the mat. And yeah. I think that, that right there, of anything else in that match, that's what the Iowa coaches need to work on the rest of the right. season. Because, look, the rest of the, you, that 133 weight is a grind, especially a grind in the Big Ten. And you have a lot to go with the remainder of the dual season, the Big Ten tournament, going into nationals.
0: So, so my understanding is he didn't have any injury time left So when he called injury time for the second time, it was done So that, 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 I think that's what happened um, But All he, I
2: know, Ben, is I saw him turn to Brands and say I can't go anymore, get yep, up, smack your right. hands, and run off you're right Okay, so, I didn't see the refs or Brands
0: saying anything So two things One, he looked overwhelmed Roman Bravo Young's uh, speed overwhelmed him Which is funny, because Austin is pretty quick But Roman Bravo Young's speed overwhelmed him And Roman Bravo Young beat Austin DeSanto to every Position on the mat.
2: I'm going to disagree With you there for just a second. Okay. Okay. Roman Bravo Young Did some Amazing technique And was able to counter Awesome attacks On RBY and put him In really dangerous situations Including going to his back. DeSanto Was able to say, "All right, you're going to wrestle with your Left arm behind your back, which I think is a Kind of a bitch move And I honestly think That if you're not Going to engage As a wrestler And you're purposely Doing that The refs need to call it Okay I get it It's a tactic But sure. to me That's stalling um, He didn't do it For that long though it, Well the match Didn't last that long That's true Okay um, He did it every time They were on their feet But every time he did it DeSanto got to his left leg I'm sorry his right leg In that single Okay he couldn't finish Though quick enough And they got down To those positions on the mat And RBY that's would trade them up I'm
0: saying beat him to every position DeSanto would get in But RBY would beat him To the corner. DeSanto would. Um, you know, try to rest. Or uh, I mean, DeSanto,
2: DeSanto didn't P- do against RBY what he did against Gross, and that's finish solid right. and quickly. And I, you do have to finish quick against RBY because of his athleticism. But him. I didn't see anything right there that DeSanto can't flip in the future. Hoof,
0: I didn't. I mean, DeSanto, m- minus the mental aspect, DeSanto's capable of flipping any match in the country. But I, I come away from this match thinking that RBY is a dangerous mofo. At 133 pounds oh, Of course he is bad. Dangerous man Of course he
2: is And he's right Look RBY Seth Gross Austin DeSanto Sebastian Rivera All those guys Are fighting For the best bracketing position They can get And they're gonna see each other a lot And you know what It's gonna be just a stylistic na- nightmare No matter where they're at in the bracket And no matter who they face It's gonna be real fun to watch Big Ten's is gonna be a
0: treat dude Oh man RBY Gross I wanna see it I want to see it. It's a, I mean, it's a it's a style clash, bro. I want to see RBY and Rivera go at it. Ooh, I
2: really do. Ooh, that's just two dudes going at it. Offense for days, attacks.
0: Holy shit! For days, I want to see it. I'm not sure I pick. I'm not sure. Now I'm going flavor of the week. Now you know what I'm saying. Right, now, I'm like, right. now I'm like Arby. Why is the man? It's easy to do. Yeah, All right. I know.
2: 141. <laughs> Lot of hype and excitement on the uh, on on the, the 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 interwebs leading up to this match. You know the whole <laughs> Jaden Irons finally in the student directory. Look, it got me pumped up as well. G- Were eating we burritos. Him? eating bur- burritos? Eating burritos. Um,
0: burrito sounds good right now though. Uh, a
2: little melodramatic. You know, a little uh, what what you call it? Uh, melodramatic. Melodramatic. Little, I guess. Yeah, kind of a bit of a, a letdown. Letdown. <laughs> um, no Max Muren. Obviously uh, he's got an injury uh, Hawkeye's run uh, Yeah
0: that's not a duck He didn't wrestle no, last week Carter was.
2: Happel out there um, And honestly Nickley did what I would expect him to do Against Carter Happel
0: Yeah Nick Lee tacked him uh, 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 Luke Pletcher was only able to major Apple. So well, obviously I, Nick, I Lee's gonna be the, <laughs> Nick Lee's gonna beat him
2: I can't do that joking. type of uh, I'm joking <laughs> Transitive properties But And this is a topic we've brought up so many times and we continue to see, Don't we continue to disagree. It's what should the Hawkeyes do at 141? And I guess I should now preface this with, I don't even know if a guy like Jaden Ironman is eligible to wrestle. I'm not even sure he was a grad transfer because he entered the portal at, at the start of the season He had to enter the portal So I don't know What the rules are Right
0: Do you have to enter the portal Of your I, I don't know Look
2: we're just a couple of bums Who drink beer and do this Big um, time bums Oh big time dude I Pick can agree bum. with
0: you On one thing tonight And that's that we're bums it, it,
2: Absolutely um, So I don't even know If Ironman is, is eligible to wrestle uh, He's not even listed On the Iowa team So that tells me he's not on the Iowa team. I don't think we're going to see that, dude, this year. You know and what? I, I'm starting I, to think we're not either.
0: And, and I think Ohio State can – or excuse me, know, Iowa can still win it without him. But I tell you what, I, I think they, they do need Murin. I think they do need Murin. They have to have Murin. Yeah, I don't think Apple gets it done for you, hot dog.
2: They have to have Murin. But I continue, again, going back to those message boards. I see everybody – and you've even had this argument as well. Look, you're the favorites this year. Win it this year. You don't need Ironman. Keep him for next year, okay, right. when we lose Lugo. Listen, guys, as you said yeah. – it is not a sure thing that Iowa wins this weight class. Ben, you better not be fading out on me. I'm great, baby. Okay. Um, it is not a sure thing that Iowa wins this wins this team trophy. And no, you're I, talking, about talking about having to depend on on a couple of guys, few guys that are not guaranteed point scores. Murin is one of them. All right, Murin doesn't have a he doesn't have good wins. He really doesn't have good wins. Okay, uh, you got a guy.
0: He he doesn't have elite wins, but he has good wins. Okay, so you're talking about. You need this guy Tristan as a point, Moran, sc- point score a guy, yeah. to win nationals
2: Tristan Moran's his best win
0: I know okay it's not a bad so
2: win. again, I'll continue to say if Ironman is eligible and you want to win this title this year you you need him at one forty one
0: all right all right uh, still especially disagree. if Mirren's hurt, oh yeah, especially if Mirren's hurt one forty nine yeah, I mean one forty nine uh, there's not much to say about that, I mean Pat Lugo he did. He comes off He comes off of a loss against uh, Sammy Sasso last week. Goes out, and he. Uh, th- I think this is probably one of the more lackluster matches. I think that uh, at forty nine to fifty seven is where Iowa really matched tactically. Didn't do a good job. I think both Lugo and Agreed. Caleb Young. Could have gotten majors But they spent way too much time riding Or spent way too much time in the hand fight Rather than firing off their attacks I think I actually made a tweet about that I think that the match tactics at 49 and 57 For Iowa were uh, A little surprising Especially in Carver Hawkeye With a guy like Tom Brands Who don't tell me this freaking match didn't mean shit to him Don't tell me he didn't want to beat Penn State
2: Oh I think it meant yeah, everything, Tim. When's it, the last time they beat Penn
0: State? Right, it's been a, it's been 2014, well, 15. 15? I think 15, maybe. When
2: Penn State redshirted
0: everybody, they might have beat them in 17. No. Okay, I no, don't think so. Yeah, um, but what I'm saying is, I you got Pat it, Lugo, who was ranked number one in the country recently, returning all-American, and I know the Penn State fans are going to say, "Well, Jared McClaren doesn't get majored that often." But I tell you what, Pat Lugo easily could have majored him if he would have had better match tactics. I was very head scratched about that. I think that almost. Now that I think about it, um, besides maybe one seventy four, Carver didn't play much of an effect. I think that, in fact, Penn State wrestled. I think Penn State wrestled above what their typical level would be, rather than Iowa wrestling above their typical level. When you would think that would be opposite, when you're wrestling at home in front of sixteen thousand freaking crazy, rabid fans. You know what it is, though, Ben.
2: I, in my this is my opinion here is that. Pale. Well, Penn State, they have created a culture of winning where they expect to win all of these types of duels regardless of where it's at. Iowa, that monkey's on their back. This is the program that was the bee's knees for so many years, and you know what? They're not anymore. The pressure is on them. The pressure is on them. And sometimes when you're wrestling in front of your home crowd, especially when you're talking about a couple of guys like Pat Lugo, Caleb Young, those types of guys who great wrestlers, this is a whole different environment for them, this type of situation. Sometimes that's a lot of pressure to carry.
0: It, it, it is. It, it, I just think that brands should have done a better job at forty nine oh, and fifty seven getting those guys ready to get major or get bonus points. And so we'll, we'll just jump to Caleb Young versus Bo Piper. Bo Piper is not even supposed to be their starter. It's Brady Berge was supposed to be their starter. I don't think that we're going to see him this year, unfortunately. Um, but you're throwing in like at least Jared Forcier was a cadet world champ. You're throwing this in is a, a true starter too. Yeah, you're throwing in a backup like Bo Piper and Caleb Young. Returning All-American had a hell of a season last year. I know he's cutting a lot of weight. I know that he can't start at 74 or 65, so he's making a sacrifice for the team. But I expected a major decision out of Caleb Young. Caleb I don't Young, think I picked uh, it, but I would expect it. I can't remember what
2: I picked either, but Caleb Young should have gotten a major decision. Especially, what, what did he win the match? 6-1? to 6-1. to 6-1. to one. Especially when you're in that type of uh, situation where the major decision was within reach. You gotta and it, and it was bad. Match management And I don't know If it was the pressure I don't know what it was But I agree with you I agree with you On your take there
0: Yeah bad match management At 49-57
2: 65 What a match
0: Bad match management Let's go Talk to me about it
2: I don't think it was Match management Ben I don't think that was The issue here When I think of match management I'm thinking uh, Maybe it was I guess we're talking About strategy Here's what I know
0: Strategy yeah Okay Yeah yeah yeah
2: Alex Marinelli First of all, hats off to Vincenzo Joseph for getting this W. I think he hadn't had a win against Marinelli at all. Ever. Ever. And this is a guy who he lost twice to him last year, right?
0: And I think that uh, once— Did they wrestle bigs? Yeah, they wrestled twice. Here's the thing. And both times it was Marinelli putting Joseph on his back from a body lock position.
2: Right. And I think that's the key, Ben, because for one— Alex Marinelli hats off to him in one aspect because he went out there without fear without any type type of you know without no anything concern at all. no with concern for anything at all he went out there with confidence he took all the attacks okay he kept he, he he controlled the pace he controlled the ties Vincenzo did a great job fighting off his leg attacks but Vincenzo was obviously extremely extremely um respectful of Marinelli when Marinelli got in positions that Vincenzo should be should own those upper body ties because of what's happened in the past. More okay? than
0: anybody I've ever seen wrestle Vincenzo Joseph. I've never seen Vincenzo Joseph respect somebody else going a double unders or an over under against or Vincenzo. even double overs. Yeah. Like All I of have them. him respect Alex Marinelli. He did not respect Imar's underhook as much as he respected Alex Marinelli. Imar was the king of underhooks, and Vincenzo Joseph was like, "Hey, let's go!" But he would go underhook hips in. me, and, and and Vincenzo would put him on his back yeah, every and time. He would go hips in. I've never seen Vincenzo's ass sticking out, and this is not. I'm not disrespecting Vincenzo. No, no, no. Because I'm about to tell you how great he is, but I've never seen Vincenzo's ass sticking out so much further when somebody gets an under over or double unders on him as I did against Marinelli. Because he didn't. I'm not sure he wanted any part of going up and body didn't. against Marinelli, which is strange. It's super
2: strange, Ben. And I and truly. And I'd have to go back and watch the match again, but it was so bad for a minute there where Vincenzo could have been hit with stalling. He was getting pushed around. He was getting pushed around, and it was taking everything he had not to get pushed out of bounds. And what that did was, I think, that Alex Marinelli's confidence continued to grow in those situations. Well, you know what? Vincenzo did one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in a match. Whenever Marinelli went upper body with him, Vincenzo... Backed up. He let Marinelli push him around. I think
0: he baited him, dude. He,
2: he let him push him around. Something clicked. Something clicked, whether it was scouting, whether it was planned. I don't know. I don't think it was planned based on the way they were wrestling before that. But Vincenzo let him get to that position, got shoved, and for the first time, for the first time, what he did, he took Marinelli's pressure and momentum and hit one of the sweetest lat drops I've ever seen he in goes a college lat match. Lat drop. Lat drop.
0: We're talking about Vincenzo Joseph, Mr. Inside Trip. Twice against uh, um, Imar. One for a pin, the other one for two and two to seal the deal at the NCAA tournament. This guy is double over inside trip king. And what he did was. Exactly what you just said, Brandon. He let Marinelli push in. He felt something. He kind of almost faked an inside trip and then went whoop and hits him in a lat drop. It was awesome. Something we have not Impressive. seen. I don't know if I – I mean, I, I, look, I don't watch every Vincenzo Joseph match. I don't watch the Black Knight Open and all that stuff. But I know that Vincenzo is basically an inside trip guy from up top. He's got good leg attacks, but from up top is he an inside trip guy.
2: Every time I've seen him in either double overs it's an inside trip, and I can't recall a time where he's been an over-under – And if he puts a guy If he's putting a guy on my back It hasn't been from an
0: inside trip Right And he goes Lat drop Balls Carver Hawkeye Fucking stones Or uh, Lat drops Alex Marinelli
2: That took a lot of stones Ben And you know what Look I don't care about I don't care about what this does to say, okay, I finally got one from you. I don't care about what th- this does and in a dual-meet environment. What this is going to do is have rest-of-the-season implica- implications on Alex Marinelli's confidence in getting back into those ties. He be going back to them doubles. So I can't wait to see them wrestle again to see, one, how Vincenzo responds to that, knowing now – he knows that something's in Marinelli's head and also how Marinelli wrestles against him, knowing now, wait a minute, I can't get up there and be so arrogant and so cocky and getting those ties and right. sh- I think I'm gonna push him all around the mat.
0: He went he went to, he was a little cocky, and not in a bad way, but he was cocky with the way he went upstairs. But I tell you another thing though. What we saw about Vincenzo Joseph that we've never we haven't seen against anybody else this year against Marinelli is Vincenzo Joseph was able to stuff Marinelli's post doubles. Okay, Marinelli's post-doubles, we've seen him take down everybody with those. And Vincenzo Joseph's got the hips, and he's got the wherewithal, and he's got the athleticism to get out of them. Marinelli wasn't close to getting a takedown on his feet from a shot. And he takes down everybody with those post-doubles, and Vincenzo didn't allow it to happen. I think that just goes to show you how good Vincenzo is defensively. Now, Vincenzo wasn't able to really get in on any shots either. This is going to be a great battle. I think it's going to look a little different next time. I think that we're going to probably actually see more leg attacks out of both of them the next time they wrestle.
2: I'm not sure we're going to see more leg attacks out of Vincenzo. But oh, I do really? think we're going to see less attacks out of Marinelli. And I think that's the smart play here. One.
0: But that's how he's won both of matches.
2: You're right. And honestly, Marinelli has the gas tank and the pace where... If he can stay out of the disadvantageous ties, the upper body ties, he can take a lot of shots, recover from them, without giving up takedowns to Vincenzo. Because we talk about how great Vincenzo's defense is. Marinelli has great leg attack defense as well. Here's the thing, though. Vincenzo hitting for a six-point move, right? It was six points? Yeah, it was a sixer. It was a sixer. Vincenzo won 7-5. to That means after that, Marinelli controlled the match 5-1. to Marinelli came on strong. Okay, so that shows me, look, this is... This type of this matchup is Marinelli's to lose, and he lost it. This one, this was more him losing it than Vincenzo winning it, because the rest of the match, Marinelli owned that match.
0: Yeah, he did. He but did. I
2: think he needs to—he needs to control himself a little bit. Look, don't feel like you got to make a point and prove a point to the to the wrestling world out there by saying I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna dominate this guy in yeah, his best position. Uh, yeah, in his no. best
0: position, I'm gonna go up there. Yeah, because you're better on bottom. Okay,
2: your, your your leg attacks are awesome, and your defense is just as good. Yeah,
0: I don't think either one's riding each other. I think it's going to be settled on its feet. Who's going to be able to get the most takedowns, right?
2: Agreed. Let's go 174. And can I just Woo! say. Woo! I told you. Brandon told you. Olinger. I've been calling it all year. Look, since the first episode of the squirrel. season.
0: Blind squirrel finds a nut. No, that was a hell of a call, Brandon. Blind I, squirrel. No, that was a hell of a call. Um, I think I think, I think. think. if you pull the wrestling world, 99% are going to pick Mark Hole over Michael Kemmerer. Uh, I did. I did. I, you know, I, I certainly respect Michael Kemmerer, and I thought that he had a shot, but I, I, it was a small one. You picked Michael Kemmerer over Mark Hall, and not only did he deliver, but he delivered with three takedowns, and he looked so good doing it, man. I tell you what, the way he, Mark Hall is so hard to finish on. People oh, can get in his hard. legs, but Mark Hall's got some hips. But what Michael Kemmerer was able to do is he would get on and on some head outside shots, and instead of trying to double off, he would circle right and collect the, um, Mark Hall's left leg and drive through that way. He's <laughs> finished on him three times with the same way, and what that does is it blocks Mark Hall's ability to get his hips popped out and square up. It was some supremely impressive technique. It wasn't... I'm not going to. It was grit. It was will. It was all those things. But where Michael Kemmerer won the best was just great technique.
2: Ben, you said head outside shots. So for people that didn't watch the match, maybe wasn't paying attention, uh, I'm pretty sure that Kemmerer was taking left leg attacks. Um no, I'm sorry, right leg yeah, attacks he, he, was should, taking, he was taking right leg yeah. attacks His head would be on the right outside of Mark Hall But Mark Hall would sprawl So it's almost like his head got stuck Kind of in the middle of yeah. his body It's almost and like instead a little of, crackdown yeah, issue uh, uh, Instead of trying to cut the corner To finish to the side he shot on He would immediately And I mean immediately without hesitation run his hips and take all that momentum to Kimmer's right, Mark Hall's left, exactly when Mark Hall was expecting it to be the other way and it was almost like Hall just kind of f- he had he felt he fell forward. Right. So Kimmer was able to finish these That's exactly the way it was. Ben and I, we watched – you know look, you and I, we watched this match together and I kept saying, look, Michael Kimmer Mark Halled Mark Hall. That's what he did. He outscrambled him. He out savvyed him. That way you never see Mark Hall get out savvy. He's got he so many tricks him. up his sleeves. But Kimer did that, and then at the end,
0: put a ride on him though. He too.
2: broke him. He did. Hall's head he did. laid on that gold mat, broken much like we saw Mark Hall do, do to Zahid last year in the duel. He broke him.
0: Mark Hall did it, the, the last takedown, and even the second last takedown, Mark Hall's head was on the mat, and Kemmerer just rode him out. And it, Mark Hall looked defeated. Now, will Mark Hall make adjustments, and will this match be closer, and will Mark Hall win? You know these are all to be determined And we're going to make those picks eventually We're going to be able to get the opportunity to make those picks I don't want to do it right now Because I want to celebrate Michael Kemmerer And the way he wrestled He looked great He got up He pointed to his hand saying You better pay that damn Carver tax And then he gave the double thumbs up Which was awesome And he said Hey boys If Mark Hall wins this match Penn State wins the fucking duel meet
2: I mean that match was huge for this duel said this before and I'm going to say it again about Michael Kimmer we always forget how great he was coming out of high school because he was overshadowed a lot by Jason nolf, Mark Hall Isaiah Martinez Vincenzo all those guys Kimmer was a huge recruit big big recruit big big PA guy tell us the story that you read that uh, Cody Goodwin put out about Kemmerer's recruiting trip. Oh my god! Tell that story. Yeah. I thought that was amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so Michael Kimmer, Yeah, Cody Goodwin. He wrestles. Or he writes for um, uh, 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 either a newspaper or some sort of publication out in Iowa. Uh, excellent writer, by the way. Look him up. Seriously, Cody Goodwin. Um, he wrote a story. Um, he, he was interviewing Tom Brands uh, and Michael Cammer. Michael Cammer went out for his. So Michael Cammer was always an Iowa guy. He he was the right. only guy wearing Iowa when he was in middle school. In high school Wearing Iowa gear To the Penn State Iowa duels And he lived in PA that, Crazy So, so he, he was Young guns guy right yeah, yeah So yes Absolutely Out there with Nolf And all those guys Knoll, yes, Yeah yeah. So he was Iowa all the way He goes out for his Or he goes out for his Official visit And some of the guys On the team Were taking him out Maybe trying to get him To go party or whatever And Cameron, and um, You know Kind of said Hey You know I'm not here to party I'm here to I'm here to wrestle and so, you know, he had a conversation with Tom Brands, as, as most people do right before you leave, you have your conversation with your coach and he flew back home and he basically said he was pretty much like I don't think I was the place for me. Think I'm thinking Lehigh. And so and Tom Brands he must have said something to Tom Brands during their let's just call it a Saturday. Um he must have said something to Tom Brands uh that 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 evening. Um, before he left, that basically thought that made the Tom Brands think that he, he didn't have a camera locked up. A guy who he thought was a guy that was wearing Iowa gear to Penn State duels living in uh, uh, PA.
2: Well, you said, and I haven't read the article, but I know when you originally said you were like, he basically got home and told his dad, "Dad, uh, I'm yeah. going to Lehigh. I, let's, yeah. let's, let's let's go to Lehigh." Right. It's I was not, not for, the place me. for me. It's not for me.
0: I was not the place for me. Tom Brands th- heard about this, kind of heard that the recruiting trip didn't go well, jumped in his truck, and drove 700 miles. The next day, literally the next day, after the day after Kemmerer flew out, he jumped in his after he heard that his recruiting trip didn't go well, he jumped in his truck, drove 700 miles by himself, knocked on the door as the, the Kemmerers were about to have dinner. Sunday dinner. Sunday dinner. And they opened the door, and Tom Brands didn't call him or anything. And they opened the door. Shows up unannounced. and, yeah, and it's Tom Brands. And they invited him in for dinner, and he, he gave his pitch again, and he said, look, what you heard, about this team is not what we're about It's not where the, 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 um, the direction We're trying to go We need you to help us lead this in a different direction I mean Jesus Michael Kemmerer Probably signed on the dotted line that night Tom Brands drove 700 miles had dinner Hopped in his damn car and drove back And hey, you know Tom Brands is crazy enough he wore a freaking diaper Depends on the weather didn't stop yeah, I know. Just pissing himself and, and the greatest part about that was
2: uh, some He of the, asked them to change yeah. his diaper when he got there
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Some of the assistant coaches were like Hey you want me to come with you and he's like nope this is a head coaching job How amazing is that?
2: It's an amazing story, and it just goes to show the type of guy that Michael Kimmer is and the type of wrestler he is, and that this win against Mark Hall was no fluke. And I said it in the beginning of the season. I'm going to say it again now. It's not going to be easy because Mark Hall is a gamer, and he's a savvy, sneaky gamer. And that coaching staff is good, but Michael Kimmer can win this weight class, and I'm still picking him
0: to win it. Woo! They're going to have Mark Hall ready, and I tell you what, I'm excited. And 184 was just another kind of conundrum is – you know 184 has been all year Aaron Brooks goes out and he Kind of puts a he lays a little beating on Abe Assad. you know Abe Assad's the guy That most recently beat Taylor Venz, As we talked about whereas Taylor Venns beat Aaron Brooks so you know that just goes to show You that you can't do transitive property but Aaron Brooks was able to beat Assad to Much like at 133 to every Position that he needed to was able to Get early takedowns and was able to Um secure, secure all of The points that he needed and, and able to Put a little bit of a ride on him uh I was impressed with that performance about with, from Aaron Brooks. I thought he was going to win. I picked him to win. Abe Asad's a game opponent, but I think that just goes to show you that Aaron Brooks is going to be a player for uh, All-American status this year because Abe is too.
2: Yeah, I can't remember who I picked. Part of me th- wants to say I picked Abe coming off that, that win and being in front of the home crowd, but I can't remember. But one thing that I took away from this match is that while – Assad did get to Brooks' legs on multiple occasions. That was where it stopped. And Aaron Brooks was the superior wrestler, the superior athlete. And I'm going to continue to say this I don't think Assad was the red shirt that Iowa wanted to pull because I'm still not yeah. convinced that he is that many points better than a Cash Wilkie at the national tournament. He needs some developing. He, there's no denying that he's a great wrestler, and he's gonna have a great career. And there's a lot of potential there. But you saw the difference right there between Assad and Brooks. Brooks is a guy that could he could not all American. He could make the finals this year. That's yeah. how good he is. He's a freshman. A lot of you know a lot of what ifs that are that are gonna play into that. But Assad, he was never that I can remember really in a, brooks was never in danger in that match no, no it, was, it was it was a dominating
0: no you're exactly right it was a dominating win very impressive for aaron brooks um all it does is make me you know more confident in aaron Brooks' ability to score which is what penn state's going to need you, you know 197 uh jacob warner got really excited when he beat shakur rashid 4 to 2 he got an early takedown and then led up the rest of the match uh, I don't know why he did that. I thought that he could have scored more points against Shakur Rashid. This is obviously not the Shakur Rashid that uh, uh, that we saw a couple of years ago when he took seventh at 197 pounds. Um, you know, n- n- neither one of them, to be honest with you, not not n- impressed me that much.
2: Well, I think we saw from Jacob Warner what Jacob
0: Warner does, and I, I he
2: needs to he needs that killer instinct, like you said, not letting right. up off the gas pedal against. A lame, and I don't mean lame I mean like a, like an injured, lame yeah. opponent Like Shakur Rashid Who is absolutely not himself Look, Shakur Rashid's 2-3 and three right now He is not the Shakur Rashid that we saw It actually saw. hurts me to watch him wrestle It does, it, it because makes me that feel dude, for
0: him Remember when he was on? That dude was pinning everybody from everywhere And his cradle was the sickest thing I'd seen in a minute
2: He was 21-2 and two last year He went into the NCAA tournament as the 2-seed at 184 The year before that he took 7th at 197 This isn't the same Rashid and honestly, Ben, um, I don't think they're gonna get any anything more or different out of him. If I'm Penn State, after this duel He might not qualify. After this duel, if I'm Penn State, I'm like, look, I was not invincible. And we got a team that can battle, and we got a team that You're can score bonus points. I'm considering Michael Beard at one ninety seven because I'm Michael sure Beard. That. I'm sure he has. But I'm saying, from my perspective, Michael Beard. Is going to give you, in my opinion, right now, based off of this, this version of Shakur Rashid, he he's got the ability, the potential to score more points at this point in time at the t- tournament
0: than Shakur does. No, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think that Michael Beard would 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 make a deeper run than Shakur Rashid at the NCAA tournament. I'm not sure Ra-Kur, Shakur Rashid qualifies for the NCAA tournament the way he's wrestling. Right he's two now. And three. Yeah, he's not going to get an automatic right qualification. Yeah. He would have to qualify through the tournament. Yeah. And it, it's amazing they had two All Americans at this weight. They had a seventh place
2: finisher and a fourth place finisher, right? Or an yeah. eighth and a fourth at this weight. Yeah, and both. And, 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 I'm si- and I'm sitting here telling them you need to contemplate Michael Beard, right? A guy who has been up and down. Okay, don't get me wrong; he's made his had sure. his head scratching moments, but he also went out there and beat da- Dakota Greer at the scuffle, and, beat him up pretty good. And yeah. He also had
0: another uh, uh, beat Reenan, I think. Was it? Yeah, Reenan.
2: Reenan. Yeah. So if I'm Penn State, man, I'm 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 looking at that 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 possibility there.
0: How about uh, Tony Cassiope? I, I think more than anything. Big looks, Tone. Yeah, Big Tone. You know, he takes care of business here. But, but what, what I would like to spend my time on instead, rather than talking about him beating up Seth Neville, is the fact that he's about to wrestle um, Mason Paris. Mason Paris, yeah. And And I think I'm really looking forward to that. Who do you got in that match?
2: Oh, this is one of the most exciting matches I I've, I'm looking forward to this year. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to ride Mason Paris. Me too. I'm not gonna get on that me recency too. bias with Cassiope. Don't get me wrong. He is good, but I can't get the thought of an athletic, smaller Gary Traub while never in danger of taking him down, putting a ride on him, and really kind of battling tough. At Battle least a lot well. tougher than Battle than Seth well. Neville's did right. in this match. Mason Paris, well, he can eat you up if you're not ready. Oh, he can't. So I, I'm picking something. Paris right now, but Cassiope is looking like the legit heavyweight that iowa likes to have and i mean this guy has potential to score big points at ncaa's or i mean he could always fall trapped to that freshman but big match coming up this week
0: big match coming up this week
2: cassiope was a huge recruit we know that seth nevels was a huge recruit as well Big time.
0: like what 159
2: and one in high school 139 matches coming by wins coming by pen i mean Huge recruit And Cassiope went out there and looked like the man Looked like a man against a Seth Nevels Who is a big boy He's big
0: Yeah, he's a big heavyweight He's more of a traditional style heavyweight Cassiope was able to take him down He was able to ride him You know, I, I, to be honest with you I, I wasn't terribly impressed with Seth Nevels in this match I He doesn't look like a guy that's going to get on the, get on the podium this year I don't think No,
2: nah, not this year I mean, he yeah. couldn't get anything going against Cassiope How impressive was it when Nevels, as big as he was Was in a position where ninety nine percent of heavyweights would have been taken down, and Cassiope was laying pretty much on his belly with With a wizard, wizard, and just set up, stood up, turned into, turned into him, and fed him, and then fed him, fed him.
0: Oh, he brought them hips and their friends to the party. Uh, He brought his hips, his nips, his slips to the party and took them down. That was actually one of the most impressive heavyweight scrambles I've seen this year. Great point, Brandon. Absolutely. That was awesome. <laughs> it, I'm was, being serious. it was that It was, was You were watching dead that match rights. and we're like big tone, oh my god. Yeah, he was dead to rights, man. We're yelling too much. So, you know, so so okay, so the match goes um Iowa 19, Penn State 17. Obviously, they had a um Roman Bravo Young. I don't think that he pins Anthony, Austin DeSantis next time they wrestle, so it could be something a little closer. I'm not saying he couldn't beat him. What do you think this does and says about especially with Iowa having Two backups in About the NCAA tournament I, You know, obviously me saying I think Penn State's got the firepower in, in, a, in a tournament setting to go with Iowa What do you think?
2: Well, I think they do too, Ben All right, For one, Penn State They're going to be ready Again, it goes back to that culture This is who they are They're going to be ready They've got guys that can also score some big bonus points as well And I think that that goes a long way Now, Iowa does as well But, first of all it's going to depend on the status, of Boston DeSanto. If DeSanto's out, Murin's out.
0: Oh, we're in Big
2: trouble. You got big, big trouble, Little China. Yep. Big. Um, I do think that Iowa right now is more geared as a dual team than a tournament team, as opposed to Penn State. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And and I'm saying that because, and let's just keep it. Let's just assume it's their legit starters. Max Murin not on the podium. Has had some dual success, success. Pat Lugo's been on the podium once. Okay. Um, Kayla Young's good. Marinelli's good. But last year, Marinelli went as the, as the one seed and what, finished seventh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got Kimmer. Abe um, Assad, like, again, you just don't know what you're going to get with this guy. Um, Jacob Warner, he can look really good and he can also have head scratchers. He did make the podium though last year. And then Cassiope. So,
0: uh, right We're now, vulnerable. We ha-
2: they're vulnerable. We-, we have a team race. And, what, was Penn State runner up in 2015 Ohio State or was it Iowa? No, Penn Actually, State took sixth that year. Was it sixth? Iowa took. I
0: think Iowa was second. Do you know the scores? Do you remember the team scores? No, that was the year that Iowa and Penn, Iowa and Ohio State tied, tied at Big Ten. Yeah.
2: Well, regardless, man, I think Iowa still ha- is the, the favorite in my opinion, but I think Penn State showed them that they have a path to victory, and you cannot count them out. So if I'm Iowa. I am taking advantage of every opportunity I have to make sure I secure that trophy this year. Because while a lot of fans, Iowa Hawkeye especially, seem to think that Iowa is going to be a much more clear favorite next year. I still don't see that. I see they will be a favorite, but it's going to be a lot like this year. Because you forget about the young studs that Penn State is bringing in. Ooh, Starocki. is a big one. He's a big one, Ben. Yeah,
0: Jolie too. You got and, a guy and, like Buciello That could come in at 149 Right And they got I mean Aaron Brooks is only going to get better Michael Beard
2: Joe Lee Ver'Claren. Now If Seth Nevels Is wrestling next year For Penn State Cassiope's the favorite If Verclaren's wrestling For Penn State I don't know It could make things Interesting Ben
0: Thoughts Who are you picking right now To win the tournament Oh it's Iowa Right now I mean I mean, it's Iowa Right now Alright Um But I, I just It's It's one of the, It's one of those Things where It's hard to pick Against Penn State Until it's somebody so Actually hard, beats man. them Until it's somebody so Actually hard. beats them Yeah Because they've got magic They just pull shit Out of their hat, got, ass man They it, got freaking Jim James English All American You know uh, I mean, that, That's the type of shit They get so
2: Alright so that's a wrap On our uh, Iowa Penn State Recap basically And I'm looking forward to the rest of the season, man. This the last month and a half is going to be an absolute treat. Um, so we're going to go ahead. We got a guest coming on, Jacob Hugley from Tech Fall Fantasy
0: Wrestling. Wrestling.
2: Um, a, a, a new, a newbie to the wrestling podcast scene. He loves fantasy wrestling. Um, we're going to bring him on. We're going to do a little uh, Monday Fun pickums with the yeah. with the uh, ACC matchup coming up this weekend. North Carolina State taking on. In-state rival North Carolina, yeah, baby. A battle of uh, a battle, battle of the triangle, a, right there. Oh, they're, they're they're fighting over uh, what what do you call that territory?
0: Yeah, territory would be one word for it. I hate you. All right, let's get Jacob on the <laughs> line, talk to
2: you guys a little bit about Tech Fall Fantasy Wrestling, and also hear his picks for this match. All right, so as we alluded to earlier in the podcast, we're going to do a little bit of Monday Fun Day Pickums with a, a key ACC duel coming up this week. Uh, intra, would it be intrastate? An intrastate matchup between. Uh, yeah, it's
0: in the triangle, man. There you
2: go. Uh, between North Carolina State and North Carolina. And joining us to do these pickums is um, our, our boy, uh, new to the uh, wrestling. Um, I don't know, what would you call it? The
0: podcast game. The
2: podcast game, yeah, there you go, there you go. Jacob Hugley, um, out there in Chapel Hill, North Carolina himself. Jacob runs the Tech Fall Fantasy Wrestling website, as well as podcast. Um, he's also putting stuff out there on social media. Jacob, how you doing, bud? Pretty good, how you, How about you guys? Doing good, man, right on. Thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, man, doing great. Thanks for having me. Dude, I'm I'm pumped up. I, I, I didn't realize until um, earlier that you live in uh, Chapel Hill, so that's kind of cool. This is kind of... Uh, uh, good timing for this duel, meet to bring you on
1: Yeah, and it's uh, it's kind of conflicting for me too Because I live in Chapel Hill And I'm a big Tar Heel fan I go to all the home matches um, But when I actually moved to North Carolina I, I worked at NC State with the wrestling team for a summer So I oh. knew all those guys really well So, so, so I don't when, really know who exactly I'm pulling for
2: <laughs> So when was that and uh, what did you do? And did you ever take down Nick Wazowski?
1: Uh, absolutely not then just spit um, his beer out all over. <laughs> so the the summer before last it was actually the summer right after they got third at ncaa's um i just i moved up here and you know knew knew a friend and knew a friend and they needed somebody to come up there and help them with a bunch of the business side of things um and so i, I got up there and and had a really fun summer and met all those guys had a good time and um even had gwiz out to a couple of my high school wrestling practices
0: did you ever meet – is it Melissa, uh, Melissa Simmons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How big are her purses? Holy moly. Have you seen her walking <laughs> around with those things?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's uh, there's no shortage of storage space Did with that,
0: those. Yeah, we saw her at NCAs one year, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I could fit in that thing. Oh, I thought she was on her yeah. way to
2: the airport. I really thought it was a <laughs> luggage. <laughs> no, she seems like a pretty oh, yeah. cool person, though. All right, so, Jacob, listen. Um, What are you – you said you're like what, 23, 24? Yeah, twenty three. All right, right on. Um, originally from Georgia, out, out there in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Um, this year, you kind of started. You started coming out with the Tech Fall Fantasy Wrestling. Um, you do kind of some blog posts. You do a podcast. You put stuff out there on social media. Uh, I know college fantasy college wrestling is starting to pick up a little bit. Um, ben and I have actually we, we've I've done a league for like I don't know what the last seven years. I think this is our seventh or eighth year. Thankfully, the first year I didn't have to run the scoring by hand, so that's been kind of nice. So uh, what? What got you, you know, what kind of piqued your interest to kind of get into this and to, you know, to kind of put this out there? It seems like such a, it's um, such a niche topic, but it's a cool topic. I love it. Ben loves it. So what got you started?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I actually kind of like you guys, I've been doing, you know, different forms of fantasy wrestling for the past, you know, something like seven-ish years um, since me and my dad started going on NCAAs. And I've just been a fantasy wrestling, or I've been a wrestling nerd in general, um, just constantly looking up all the, the stats on WrestleStat and, you know, following flow religiously. And, uh, I just got to the point this year where, you know, they had the new WrestleStat came out, with the new platform for fantasy wrestling. And I was coming home every night and just doing what I normally do, just nerding out on wrestling and just decided that, you know, might as well do something with my time. <laughs> um, you know, cause I, I come home and just, that's all I did and, and, I figured that if I, you know, did a podcast or, or put information out there in some form um, that could help other people, since mm-hmm. I was just doing it just for fun, then uh, then it'd be really cool to, to get something like that started. Because you know, I listen to all the fantasy football podcasts. I've been doing that for years and years, um, and I listen to all the fantasy, you know, all the wrestling podcasts. Um, so just kind of got to combine a couple of things I like to do.
2: No, that's awesome. I think it's actually, I mean, I think it's really cool. And it, I always tell people, people ask us why we, like why we started. And honestly, Ben and I will tell you to this day, we started it because we just wanted to talk about wrestling and engage in more drink yeah. beer, talk wrestling and engage with more people that are, that are like us. So uh, props to you. Um, so uh, speaking of tech fall fantasy wrestling one, where can people find you on social media?
1: Um, on social media, you you can follow me um, directly. My, or my, Twitter account is um, at Ginger Wrestler, right on <laughs> at Ginger Wrestler, and then uh, my uh, Tech Fall account is actually uh, at at Tech Fall Fantasy. Um, I have been kind of in a transition phase the last like month ish though, because um, you know I started off the first half of the season, you know, doing I had my own website, um, you know, my own Twitter, all that kind of stuff, um, and then I, I got to know sam herring um over at uh, uh home at advantage yeah um and sam and jude I-, I love what they've been doing their website and just all the content they've been putting out and so i got to know them pretty well um and i actually have trans transition to releasing all of my um all of my fantasy previews on hma.com um so all of my stuff comes out on that's- home at com. That's, gla- uh, that's a great that's a great
0: collaboration That is a great collaboration. You know what? Sam and Jude, you know, um, know, I've listened to a couple of their podcasts, follow them on social media and read some of their stuff. They seem like just genuinely cool dudes, but they're so young. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm jealous with how good they are and and how wholesome they are. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they've ever said the word fuck in their life, but – you know, I mean, just, you know, you got you got two middle aged dudes over here drinking beer and talking and fantasy or talking wrestling. And you got these young kids that are just doing it better than us. It just makes me mad.
2: So with oh, that you said you're telling you tell know, me about it. You know with that said? Like, what's it feel like to get told what to do by like a 12 year old? Does that right. do you ever like, <laughs> like damn it? Well, I'm going to uh, binge you over my you leg know, and I- spank you little boy. Well, I have a wife, so I get constantly told what
1: to do yeah, on a regular basis anyways. spanked. Yeah. Um but I actually you know, I was at a, a Dixie Nationals down in Atlanta. Um one of my family friends runs this national tournament for for um, you know middle middle school kids. Um and I actually got to see Sam wrestle and I'll tell you what, I am actually worried he would bend me over and spank me. Because Dude, I've heard a Duke scrap. <laughs> Oh, you have no idea. I mean, it was a national tournament, and he tector pinned everybody.
0: I'm just worried that, like, so with him, and I don't want to get too far off to this t- topic because I've heard yeah. he's I've heard he's really good, but I think something like sometimes it's bad to be a big fan of the sport while you're competing because you need to focus on other things. So I just wonder. I don't know. Who am I to give advice? The kid's better than I ever was. But it's just it will be interesting like, you know, he's in college and he's doing a podcast yeah. while he's out there whipping people. I don't know. It'll be interesting.
1: Hey, man. And eventually he'll have to just focus on himself, but we will definitely be talking about him one day.
2: Ben, brother, stop selling yourself short. You almost had a take down at the national tournament, okay? No,
0: I got three takedowns at the national <laughs> tournament.
2: Well, you almost got a takedown in the winners bracket, the national tournament. You got to the guy's legs a few times. I did. All right. So, and again, real quick before we kind of move on from here, uh Jacob, um as for the podcast, uh where can people find your podcast at?
1: Um it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, you know, all all the the main podcast platforms um and again, it's just Techfall Fantasy Wrestling Podcast. All
2: right, right on. So, For our listeners out there, go out there, find Jacob's podcast, TechFall Fantasy Wrestling. Uh, Just like we always say with ours, you know, go out there, subscribe to it, download it, give it a listen. And if you like what you hear, feel free to give the man a rate and a review. All the wrestling content, the better is my opinion. So, Jacob, thanks for what you're doing. We really appreciate it.
0: I I gave him a five-star rate. I haven't given him a review yet, though, but maybe I will tonight. All right, all right. Maybe
2: I'll give you the, I'll old, for it. the old three-star review, you know. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> no, it I'm kidding. Um, all right, so uh, let's get into talking about this duel. Like we said, we got got an in-state rival matchup between North Carolina and North Carolina State. It's going down this weekend. Um, it, it, it's kind of an interesting series. You know, this series has gone, uh, really, if you think about it, North Carolina State has won the last— Six consecutive uh, matchups in a row Prior to that I think they lost like four in a row There was a tie They lost five out of the last six before that I think there was a tie in there as well So it looks like the, 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 The balance of powers Between these two programs Has shifted every five or six years um, in my opinion, I, I would consi- you know, consider that North Carolina State has still got the upper hand right now as far as the uh, the depth and talent, um, but North Carolina with their uh, young coaching staff, Coleman Scott, Tony Ramos, and whatnot out there um, trying to put together a solid team. So uh, young, um, I expect it to be fun, a lot of scrapping going on. So let's go ahead and do some pick for this. Do you have any comments, Jacob, about this uh, matchup in general?
1: Not really. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I, I think that UNC's got... One of the best programs that they've had in a long time. Um, and I think it's going to be a really good duel. And like I said, I have ties to both sides, so I don't really know who I'm pulling for. So uh, I'm just going to make the picks that I think at each weight, and we'll see how the numbers lie.
0: All right. So, I mean, starting off at 125 pounds, I think that we're, if we're talking about, you know, kind of f- f- matches that are going to kind of swing the balance of the duel, I think this is definitely one of them. Joy Melendez, a dude who we saw kind of towards the start of the year not looking so great, and then, you know, didn't see him for a little bit. Now he's back. He's wrestling a guy who I thought was going to have a little bit better season than he is in Jacob Camacho. Talk to me about that match.
1: Yeah, um, I, I agree. I, Jacob Camacho had a lot of high hopes for, and, you know, he did well to start off with. He's um, kind of, you know, petered throughout the season here and there a little bit, um, but, you know – The same can be said for Joey Melendez with me, too. I mean, both of them have kind of had a little bit of hype for me going into the season. And then just, you know, they've been so-so. I think that it's going to be a good match. Uh, You know, I think it comes down to a decision either way. Um, But for me, I've got Jacob Camacho taking this one by decision.
0: Okay, so... I'm going to agree with you. I am going to take Camacho by decision. Um, You know, as I said, Melendez has limited action this year. He does have a win over, uh, excuse me, Joey Prada from Virginia Tech, who, you know, actually has has, has had some good looks this year. You know, if if you're looking at pedigree coming out, Camacho was as high as 23 on the big board, Melendez up at 52. So we've got two kind of big recruits here going. like I said, I'm not going to lie to you, I expected a little more out of Camacho this year. Not a lot of big wins to his name. They actually did meet last year in the National College Open, and Camacho won 9-4. to four. I think we're going to probably see something a little tighter than that, to be honest with you. But I'm still going to take Camacho for three. Brandon?
2: It's funny. Like I think we all feel the same about Joey Melendez. I actually expected more out of Joey Melendez in college than what I've seen thus far. Now, granted, he's still relatively young. Um, we had the pleasure of watching Melendez battle at the Ironman a couple of times. I think he's from, uh, Illinois, whether, uh, Mount Carmel or something like that. Do you, you know which one it is? Is it Montini Catholic or Mount Carmel? I can't remember. Um, you. and, uh, you know, I thought he would make a bigger splash than what he has. Um, I've actually liked what I've seen from Camacho this year. He's a young cat. Um, yeah, Montini Catholic. Okay. You know, he's a young cat. He's got some good wins. He's always got some head scratching losses, which you're going to see a lot with freshmen. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Hey, real quick. This duel's in Chapel Hill, right? Uh, no, it's in Raleigh. Oh, it's in Raleigh. Okay. Oh. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb just to be different. Um, I really like Melendez when we watched him at Iron Man. I'm going to take Melendez in this, even though uh, Camacho did beat him up a little, you know, kind of badly last year. Um, I'll take Melendez to win this by decision. I like it.
0: You are such a contrarian. <laughs> if I would if I would, have yeah. picked Melendez, you would have gone Camacho. And that's what I love about you.
2: Well, I mean, I want to make this interesting, so people are like, oh, Okay. OK,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree, Brandon. Yeah, oh, I agree. yeah I agree. one of the
2: one of the stats that I
1: liked looking back um, and kind of the swing for me with Camacho. Obviously, Camacho has the win over Melendez. Um, but one of the the kind of little things that poked out to me um, is the the recent Jack Mueller match for Jacob Camacho. It was tight. Um, you know, we all know. Yeah, we all know uh, Jack Mueller NCAA finalist last year and has been smashing people. Um, he has a 70 percent bonus rate this year at 10 and 0. And he, uh, Jacob you know, Camacho was able to hold that match to a five to two score. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's all there for him. He just needs to be able to put it together.
0: So you're saying Jack, Jack Mueller for the Hodge right now. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> not, not, not going to say that.
0: No. All right. 133 pounds. Uh, Jamie Hernandez versus Jarrett Trombley, both big board guys. Jamie Hernandez snuck on the big board at 100. Jarrett Trombley was 74th on the big board. So, you know, both really solid recruits, but we wouldn't call them elite blue chippers. Uh, you know, to me, Trombley, he was 21-6 uh, last year as a red shirt, shown some sparks this year, got a win over Louis Hayes, and I think it's Skudzlarski from UNI. Um, Hernandez was actually at 141 last year, and he's kind of been up and down. For me, I like Trombley here for three. I'm giving NC State the first two matches. What about you? Um, For me, I'm
1: actually going to go the other way on this one. Um, I'm going to take Jamie Hernandez. I really like Jamie Hernandez. I've really enjoyed watching him wrestle over the last year, Um, especially over the summer in freestyle. He really kicked it up a notch, and that's where he kind of caught my eye. Um, Jared Trombley has been having a, you know, a decent year too. Again, he's been kind of like Jake Camacho where he's been up and down a little bit, um, had some, you know, some decent wins and, and some, you know, head scratchers. Overall, I think they're pretty evenly matched. Um, and I'm going to take Jamie Hernandez just because, um, you know, I've seen him get some really good wins and I've seen maybe a little bit more, um, more upside from him if you're asking me. So I'm going to take Jamie Hernandez's decision.
2: Okay. um, I, I agree with you, Jacob, that I think you know these guys are relatively even when you look at stats, when you look at results and whatnot. I do think that when you watch them wrestle, I think that Tremblay, uh, he's looked a little bit better, especially against better competition. Um, and he's actually got the record mm-hmm. to prove it. I mean, look – you know he's 37 and 12 over his last Two years 21 and 6 last year as a shirt freshman He's 16 and 6 so far this year on the season You know granted he just lost A 4 to nothing uh, match against Mickey Phillippe everybody loses to Mickey Philippi 3 to 1 3 to nothing 4 to nothing um, But yeah. I, I like the wins that he has over guys Like um, you know a Louis Hayes You know that 4 to 2 win over Hayes that's that's actually a pretty Good win for this type of guy Because
0: um, Larsky was a nice win too from you And I yeah
2: yeah and you could talk about him in a second When you when you make your pick Ben oh,
0: I already <laughs> Alright yeah. um,
2: so I'm Actually, going to go Trombley on this match. I think I'm going to take the home crowd guy, um, the guy who's probably wrestled mm-hmm. better as of late. So I like Trombley to win this match.
0: All right, hot dog. All right. So so far, I got UN or NC State just rolling. You guys are uh, you're taking a little bit, bit, um, you know, splitting a little bit. This mm-hmm. next match might be. I think it's a big swing match, and it might be one of the best matches of the night, in my opinion. I think that everybody's going to agree with me. We got Zach Sherman versus Tariq Wilson. Again, both guys, top uh Zach Sherman, top fifty recruit. Tariq Wilson, um, he was ranked 66, but then he comes in and he takes third at the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to this match. What what are your thoughts here, Jacob?
1: Yeah, so I'm yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. It's probably gonna be the one that sticks out to me the most the one I'm gonna be most excited to watch. Um if you look at the rankings that flow's got you have Zach Sherman sitting at number eleven and Tariq Wilson sitting at number fifteen. Um, I don't know how you guys feel, um, but for me, even with those rankings, I kind of feel like Tariq might be a little bit of a favorite. Um, but for me, I I just I see two guys that have been kind of you know, trending in different directions. Um, and I, I hate saying that with you know Tariq's record this year being twenty one and four. Um, you know, obviously a good record, but. It, it's the four losses that he has is what has been kind of you know getting at me. Um, he lost to Dusty Hone, not a bad loss. Dusty Hone's a good wrestler, but um, you know I, I just expect a little bit more uh, from Tariq. He's also lost to Evan Cheek, another guy that's been great over at Cleveland State, very underrated. Um, and, but then he lost to you know Michael Blockus and and Chad Red's obviously really good. So the the losses looking at them aren't bad, um, but you know. I guess it really just goes back to that that NCAA performance that we saw a couple years ago, and really setting the bar high for what I think of of him. Um, But I just haven't seen that out of him yet uh, since that NCAA tournament. Zach Sherman has really been having a good year this year. Um, He's been doing everything that they need out of him. He's been, you know, he's had some really good wins throughout the year um he's also had the losses that he had have been close you know it it was a tiebreaker loss with Tristan Moran a one-point loss to Real Woods um and then the other loss was a one-point loss to Josh Howell so all three of his losses have been to top guys and have been one-point matches you know come down at the end I'm going to take Zach Sherman uh by decision with a little bit of an upset there for
0: me yeah um well no I, I I don't disagree with you so On the open mat, uh, which is the rankings that we use here at the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, uh, it's it's, uh, Zach Sherman at 11, Tariq Wilson at 12. Um, Brandon, do you want to take a quick pick? Yeah, I'll I'll make a pick. Uh, So, Jacob, you said a a
2: lot of things that I actually had marked down in my own notes as well. I agree with a lot of what you just said. Um, You look at Tariq Wilson. Here's a guy that... You know, a couple of years ago, took third, all right? Came out of nowhere, didn't really come out of nowhere, but came out of nowhere to t- t- to place that high. Um, battled some Absolutely. injuries last year, um, you know, obviously didn't perform as well as what he did the year before. Um, but here's a stat that I think everybody needs to understand. And I think this is big, especially when you get to this level of wrestling. Zach Sherman is 0-3 and three against Tariq Wilson, Okay. Zach Sherman has lost every match that these guys have have faced off together and I think that's huge I think that's a huge you know confidence wise for Tariq I think it gets in it can get into Sherman's head Uh, Because you're right when you look at what Zach Sherman has done 22 and 3 on this year he's have I mean wrestling Phenomenal close losses to rail woods close losses to Tristan Moran close loss to Josh Heil all phenomenal wrestlers um I think the question is, is which Tariq Wilson is going to show up? Is it the Tariq Wilson that shows up that that is explosive and gets after his attacks and really puts guys on the defense and takes advantage of their uh, their their tentativeness because they know how good he is? Or is it the Tariq Wilson that shows up who is like what we've seen uh, at certain times throughout this season and last season? With that said. I'm going to go ahead and take Tariq Wilson in this match because I can't get three and zero against Zach Sherman out of my head. I think that is such a key statistic. Um, now, granted, we just saw you know Alex Marinelli lose to Vincenzo. And I think Vincenzo was zero and two, zero and three against him. Um, Previous to that so it does happen <coughs> but I'm Going to take sh- uh, uh, Tariq Wilson in this match I think that he's got the goods to get the match Done um, it, he's proven That he can he can win big on the national stage And I think this is a duel At home that NC State will not take Lightly because people don't usually take these In-state rivalries rivalries Light Just give me Tariq
0: I-, I think you made a good point there that They don't take these I mean this is a rivalry Right I mean these guys are going to yeah, be Yeah the yeah these guys are going to be up For this duel and the, the stat that you just said, Brandon, Tariq Wilson being undefeated against Sherman uh, based on the, uh, the stats that I've seen, um, that's huge. That said, Tariq Wilson, as Jacob had said, has some head scratchers this year, whereas Sherman doesn't have any head scratchers. Heil, Woods, and Moran. Those are his only losses, and Moran was TB2, okay? Give me Sherman. Give me Sherman to pull—well, I don't even know if it's an upset, but give me Sherman to get— To to quiet the crowd after NC State wins the first two, give me Sherman to get UNC going.
2: I don't think you would call that an upset. I think it might appear as an upset to the casual college wrestling fans out there because what do do they think of? Tariq Wilson, third-place finisher, Nationals. I mean, the dude almost had Seth Gross beat, put Luke Pletcher on his back multiple times. I mean, that's what he does. Based on this year's results, not an upset, but I'm going to go the opposite. All right, kick us off. I will say. Oh, go
1: ahead. Sorry, I will say though, like I could, while I did picture pick Sherman, I could easily see this swinging Tariq's way in, in bonus points. I could see if you know Tariq of old comes out from the NCAA tournament, I could see a major if that guy shows up. I just don't think he will.
2: So one thing I just want to throw out, you guys, throw out there for you guys regarding Tariq Wilson this year and kind of the up and downs. The majority of the matches that he's lost have been at tournaments. Could it be a second day weigh-in thing? You look at the Southern Scuffle, you look at Cliff Keane, but I'm th- I'm pretty sure he might be undefeated in duels right now. Just something to think about.
0: That's a that's a good stat. Yeah. All
2: right, 149. We got a you know uh, all-American Austin O'Connor uh, coming up against a, a guy from uh, North Carolina named AJ Lighton. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know a lot about Lighton. Um, everybody knows who Austin O'Connor is. Started the year out ranked number one uh, by default, basically due to his fourth place finish last year before he lost to Pat Lugo um, at the Midlands, I believe. Uh, what do you got here? What are you seeing here, Jacob?
1: Yeah. Um you know this one this one's actually kind of hits a little home for me too because you know I I'm a high school wrestling coach and I actually took my kids last summer to the NC State wrestling camp um AJ was one of our our counselors in our dorm and so we spent a lot of time with him um and then I also had UNC come out and do a clinic at my high school um and it was Austin O'Connor that actually came out to our high school so I've I've been around both these guys personally um as, as well as watched them you know on the big stage um, And I, you know, it, it's going to be Austin O'Connor here. There, there's, you know, I think you're crazy if you pick any other way. It's just by um, how much. Just, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, it, It's, it. I mean, I I will say one thing. You know, being in Chapel Hill, I'm walking distance to Carmichael Arena, and so I go watch all of those matches. Um, Austin O'Connor is on a mission this year. I know that he took that loss to Pat Lugo, but you know, obviously Pat Lugo is one of the top wrestlers on 49 in the country. Um, I, I I watched Austin O'Connor pin Mike D'Angelo of Princeton, and then go back behind the bleachers and wrestle with one of the other guys, and on the gym floor like it was a mat, like did not care at all, snapping people into the mat into the ground, just like a man on a mission. It was incredible. Um, I, I think that Austin O'Connor goes out there and I. <sighs> If I'd yeah, – I'm going to pick a pin. I'm going to take Austin O'Connor by fall. Whew. I'm going to be that bold.
0: I think that his only pin this year is against D'Angelo, though, right? At least – I don't think he has many pins. I'm not saying that that's, a, that that's a far-fetched statement, right? I like him here for bonus because A.J., you know, he's 17-7 and seven on the year. Admirable record. But if you look at all of his losses, they're – you know, every time he runs into a ranked guy, not even ranked as high as O'Connor – he loses the match um so i think it's clear that austin o'connor is probably you know just a little better right now than aj or and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go with 4 um i think it's either four or a pin i don't know that's just my opinion all
2: right um i really can't say anything different than what you guys did uh, here's what i will say about austin o'connor though austin o'connor is he, he kind of reminds me as the Mickey Phillippe at 149, okay? he it, Maybe with, just with a little bit more offense. He is very solid. He's got great technique, awesome attacks, reattacks, rides tough. Um, but when you look at him historically, I mean, this that guy doesn't really bonus a lot. You know, we're talking about he doesn't pin a lot. Um, you know, last year, 34-6, 40% bonus. Uh, redshirt freshman year, 20-3, 39% bonus. This year, he's made a jump. All right, he's 18-1, and one, sitting at about a 68% bonus rate, but Coach Pop, Papalizo, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, at NC State, understands that in a match like this, bonus points are crucial. And I think that's where you coach up a guy like um, uh, uh Lighton. Did, did I say that right? Is that how
0: you say it? Yeah, AJ
2: yeah like light, light, okay i think you coach up a guy like that to try to prevent bonus uh with that said i think o'connor is a little too much for him i agree with ben give me four in this match if he gets after his offense yeah
1: and i you know it, it is bold to pick a pin in any situation really unless you're talking like a spencer lee or you know Zaheed valencia um but i just you know i've been there and been able to see this guy in person and that that front head offense that he has and he's just brutal with it um you know i right. i don't think it's out of the question um you know i i, I can obviously see it being you know a major or, or something of that I, I think it's more likely to be a major but um you know i'm I'm gonna go with it
2: no i i think that's 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 very fair and i apologize i said o'connor took fourth last year he actually took third um and i think mm-hmm. o'connor actually has more than just that pen this year you, you know he uh, penned wade unger i think he's got pins against uh uh, freaking at the Cleveland State Open he had I think three pens, three or four pens as well. So he has penned a bit this year. We d- we didn't see much from him last year, maybe you know, just a handful of pens. Um I think pens are really hard to come by in a duel, especially when you have a rivalry duel. But I love the boldness man. Love it.
1: Yep.
0: I love it man. And I tell you what, this next match is one that for some reason I'm a little excited about. Uh people might oh, yeah. people might call me crazy. But I am a little crazy if you're wondering. Um, it's AC. He- it's AC Headley versus Hayden Hidley. It's Hidley, right? It's not Hidley, It's Hidley, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. People call him Hidley, I don't get it. Um, so AC Headley, he was actually number two in the country, At 132 pounds coming out of high school, big recruit from Waynesburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, got a little pedigree in his in, in his last name, if you don't know. Versus Hayden. Uh, excuse me. I almost said uh, Hayden Hidley, who was number six on the big board. People are going to think that this is Hayden Hidley all the way, and it is, okay? It is, and it's by how much. But A.C. Hedley, two-time national qualifier, very capable wrestler, he's actually got a hit list. If you go and look at his wrestle stats, because he's been around for a minute, he's got a hit list. He's beaten some really, really good guys, including some All-Americans, during his tenure um, at UNC, but he is up two weights, only been bonus once this year. I think that it's going to be twice after after they get after Hayden gets through with them. Uh, I'm going to take Hayden by uh, major decision. What about you, Jacob?
1: Yeah, um, and actually, I'm going I'm to stop myself real quick before I go any further. I just said yes whenever you asked me that. I I, I worked up there for a summer. I still don't know which one it is. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> he wasn't around a whole lot, um, and then you know whenever they talked about guys, they talked you know first name basis, of course. Um, so. I still don't know if, you're, if we're being honest. Um, Heidley, Hidley, yeah, yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> but um, well, okay. anyway, I, yeah, sorry, I had a this point, but um, I agree. Uh, Headley, that that was a big jump this year to go up from one hundred forty one pounds to one hundred and fifty seven, and I think that he's done it, you know, gracefully. He's done it great. Um, I. I don't see him being a guy that that's going to knock off any of the big guys like Hayden, but I I love the grit and I think that he's a lot of fun to watch wrestle and I think that he's a guy that's going to be in a lot of really tight matches with those those top guys. Um, you know, I was at that that match that Princeton duel with um, Quincy Monday, and he you know it ended up being three to two. It was a great match. He was in it till the very end and could have easily easily won it um I don't see it going that way with Hayden um I think that you know it, it's going to be a decision um for Hayden I the only reason I say decision is because he's you know Hayden is not really a guy that that throws up massive bonus points um you know he he's almost like a like a Caleb Young in the fact I mean he he, he has more bonus points than Young um uh, but he's almost like in that same kind of category where he wins, he wins controllingly, but he doesn't really dominate people to the level where I think he could. So I'm going to take highly by three.
2: Okay. Uh, A couple of things here. One, um, let me just respond to your comment about, you know, Hayden Hoagie, Hoagie, one of the Hoagie brothers, (laughs) not really dominating people. I think Hayden has a way of dominating of, of, Wrestling guys and beating them, where just because he's not scoring twenty points, it may not seem dominating in the in, in the like in the same way that a that a David Taylor, uh, you know, a, a Zane or a Bo yeah. Nickel, those types of, type of guys are. But he has a way of really controlling guys and shutting them down because he's got one of the best defenses in the country. He does; he doesn't need to score that many points to win a match. Um, additionally, w- with Sherman going back to Ben's comments. Um, Sherman may have a hit list. Headley. I'm sorry, Headley. Sorry, yeah. Headley may have a hit list. Here's a guy that's one and four at the NCAA tournament, and his two trips there, he's won one match at the NCAA tournament. You know, when we're talk- talking about Hayden, this is a guy that's been a runner up and gone fourth. Okay, I think what Hayden's got like uh, nine losses in his uh, in his career that including Redshirt. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that sound right? I'm going off of memory on that one. Um, yeah, 95 and nine is his record. Yeah. Um, I think with with Headley. We got excited about him When he bumped up this year And he knocked off Will Lewin Early in the season So we got excited about him I, But after that I, I'd say his best win this year Has been against Marcus Hartman uh, From Army A good wrestler himself So I'm with you Jacob um, I'm gonna go ahead And just like you I'm gonna take Heidley, uh Hidley, 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 Whatever Hayden uh, yeah. I'm gonna say it's a decision <laughs> Because that's what he does But I think it's a pretty Controlling decision
0: So I'm the only one Going major there Huh?
2: I guess so Yeah
0: And
1: I'm going to clarify a little bit too, because I kind of made it seem like he doesn't have a bonus point. He definitely does. You know, he's had bonus for rates have been fifty six percent, fifty six percent, fifty seven, and seventy five this year. So obviously he's bonusing people.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I I'm just t- I'm talking more about the you know the the upper echelon of oh, guys. Oh, we got you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah.
2: Completely picking yeah. up what you're putting down. On that.
1: Yeah. I,
2: I'm picking <laughs> it I, up. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm yeah. keeping track of all of our uh, our scores too, in case we want to. You know, no, we definitely want
0: to do that I already have mine written down, though But I might switch it up
2: I mean, that's why we had you come yeah. on, Jacob
0: To keep track of the scores, yeah. bud You're our secretary, yeah. <laughs> No, That's what I do I'm joking Because I'm we don't do that uh-huh. I'm the secretary yeah. for many people Hey, how about this next match, though, dude? I think that it's yeah. legit Like, people I, I don't think Bullard gets the respect that he deserves and it, it it angers me, okay? I'm going to get a little frustrated right now. Thomas Bullard, he was, a I think, number 43 on the big board coming out. He was probably actually a bigger recruit than Kennedy Monday. Maybe I'm crazy for saying that. But I tell you what, I'm taking Bullard. I'm taking Bullard over Monday. I think it's going to really? be tight. Yeah, I think it's going to be tight. But Kennedy Monday perplexes me. Tech Falls McFadden, and then he goes out and he gets stuck by Zach Hartman from Bucknell. Now, Hartman is a stud on top. I didn't get to see the match. I don't know how he got stuck. Kennedy Monday plays with fire, and I think with a guy like Bullard, who's really positionally sound, like McFadden is too. So I don't even know what I'm saying, I guess. But I feel like Bullard's got a really good shot. Um, You know, I just they're both solid guys. Bullard's got wins over Ethan Smith, Joe Lee, and Fogarty this year. You know, I think that we've gotta kind of as awesome as that McFadden tech fall was, I think we've gotta put that to the side as a complete outlier. If you're looking at statistical analysis, that thing would be an outlier and people would throw that match out and not even consider it. Um that said, I'm going Bullard NC State three there. What do you got, Jacob? You were supposed yeah. to go first, uh, Jacob,
2: if we said guess first, but you're going to go second. I got
0: really uh, excited. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> I love busting Vince balls. He does it to me too. Oh, it's all good. Um, Yeah, no,
1: I, so like I said, I actually grew up in Georgia um, and I started coaching wrestling when the Bowler brothers were coming up through. Um, they were both four-time state champions in Georgia and their senior year. Interesting enough, they actually both at the state tournament or at the, you know, the end of the year, they both bumped up a weight class, both of them, um, to get another guy in the lineup. Um, they were at 60 and 70 in high school and at the state tournament time, they both bumped up to 70 and 82 slid a guy in that wasn't starting at 60 that actually ended up being a state runner up. Um, and you know, their, their team won the state title. So I have watched these guys be good for a long time. Um, I, there's a special place in my heart for leg riders, they're a lot of fun to watch. They just—they're brutal on top, um, and you know I completely agree that the up and downs of Kennedy Monday have been—it—it it, it, it just depends on who shows up. You know, it's—it's it's another one of those matches like Tariq, um, and I—I've kind of just talked myself into it in the moment. Originally, i, I had Monday. Um, I'm gonna—I'm gonna I'm go gonna back with Bullard. Uh, I'm gonna take Bullard in this match I'm gonna take him by decision um just because I can definitely see him you know getting that leg ride going, and I can see him you know holding Monday down and maybe even getting
2: a turn in one of the match so I'm gonna take Bullard by decision all right i I'm gonna be honest with you guys I think you guys are both crazy okay I don't know call me call me stupid <laughs> uh, call me whatever I, I think you guys are crazy um first of all, I'll never forget. I remember Monday's freshman year. All right? Everybody knew the name. We we knew the name. We know who his dad is. We didn't really know what the kid had. But I will never forget when he went out the NCAA tournament his freshman year, making the round of 12 that year, knocking off the 2 seed Joey Lavalle in the first round. All right? I think it was the first round. It was. Knocked off Joey Lavalle 8 to 6. Lavalle who's hard to score on. I mean, that dude lived off defense, solid wrestling. You know, I think was a former, you know, former finalist the year before.
0: We were pumped when he got knocked off, because I think that that got him out of the way of Micah Jordan, remember?
2: Yeah, it did. I had him on my fantasy team, though. I wasn't that pumped. Um, <laughs> so, any, you know, speaking of a fantasy wrestling podcast, but anyway, uh, yeah. you know, do I agree that that Monday has been up and down a lot like Tariq Wilson? Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair comparison. I think Monday has been up and down a lot. I think he's a guy that uh, can do so much damage when he's on, but when he gets when he opens up, a lot and gets out of control People pick him apart on there um, it, With that said though Thomas Bullard came out with a lot of fanfare And hype out of high school I remember that, okay um, it, But he's done nothing since college I think here's another guy that's 1-4 At the NCAA tournament in college This year he was started the season out With a great ranking Someplace in the top 10 by default Because after your top 5 big hitters Top 5 or 6 big hitters at 165 There was nobody left Okay, what has he done this year? What has Bullard done this year that says, here's a guy who can win big matches consistently against top competition? I just haven't seen it. He's having a great season.
0: I like his win over Andrew Fogarty.
2: Yeah, the Fogarty win is great. But I like again, I always go back to what has Fogarty done? Was he ranked high this year as a default because of the uh, attrition due to the graduations, the Olympic red shirts, people taking red shirts? Well,
0: eventually other people are going to have to get on the podium, Brandon. Somebody can't be an All-American for 15 years in a row. No,
2: I'm not saying they can But again, what have they done? What have you done for me lately? All right, Ben? Nothing. You ain't done shit for me lately.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm out! I Um, hate to, but I I will point out one thing that he has done this year, and that's pin Ethan
2: Smith. He did. He pinned Ethan Smith. You're absolutely well, right. Smith
0: beat him that same tournament. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beating yeah. four to three. Uh,
2: but again, Ethan Smith. What's he done? That's
0: true. What's he done? It's
2: all right. Yeah. 20, so you guys, you guys are telling me, you're telling me he's beating all these guys that have done nothing. Okay. Where you know you take a guy like Monday who's knocked off an NCAA runner-up. He's knocked off a guy like David McFadden. He's put up some big wins. Okay. So. In this type of duel, You're right. you give me Kennedy Where's Monday all plays? day long. Oh. oh, round of twelve. Where's he, he hey, brother Jacob, Kennedy yeah. Monday had more wins at the national tournament his freshman year than, than than Thomas Bullard has in three years of college wrestling. You, that's probably true. But... I,
0: got, I got one final. I got one final story about. With right. that
2: said, give me Monday. I'll take it by decision.
0: Okay. That's that's fair. One final story. I was watching the Kennedy Monday McFadden match, and this just goes to show you how cool dads are so kenny monday sitting in the stands right watching his son tear apart mcfadden and you would think a guy like kenny monday would have some significant words of advice right technical analysis insight into um uh you know the mind and everything and they show kenny monday in the stands and he's just yelling put him on his back again Just like my dad did when I was in high school. No, but that's how awesome dads are, right? Even the Olympic champion is giving the advice put him on his back again, son, like my dad would do. Squeeze. It's like the parents that scream, just
2: grab the hand (laughs) and stand up.
0: That's that's all you got to do. That was when I saw Kenny Monday yelling that, I was like, okay, every parent is the same regardless of how good you are.
2: 100%. And again, you guys are nuts. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Thomas Bullitt's pretty tough, but I,
0: I like Kennedy in this. All
2: right. Let's go to one. 74 now i think this duel kind of uh loses a little bit of its luster after this we got uh i'm assuming thomas's brother daniel going up against clay lott from uh from uh north carolina um you know i honestly neither one of these guys has done a lot i think you know bullard is the bigger name uh probably came out with a lot more fanfare jacob yeah break this one down for us
1: yeah um you know this is another one where like you're saying there's not a whole lot of flair here um <clears throat> i think that you know thomas has been the better of the bullard brothers uh but daniel has also you know you know been pretty good he like you're saying he, he had that high pedigree coming out of high school hasn't really followed up with it yet um but you know this one i kind of went back and forth with today um I, i've seen clay lot have some pretty good wins this year um and at the end of the day, I, I just can't unsee that, that leg ride that the Bullards have. Um, I, I don't see lot winning any big matches, not saying that, that Bullard's a big match, but, um, if it comes down to it, I'm going to, I'm going to take the, the guy that's a, a monster on top and I'm going to take Bullard. Um, I'm going to take him by decision.
2: Yeah, I, and you know what? I agree with you as well. I think, uh, for one, Dan Bullard has shown that he can he can beat good guys. I think he's done that before. I, Neil Richards' match comes to mind. Um, I haven't seen a lot from Law. G- give me the home crowd guy, Bullard, to to keep this rolling uh, or to get to get NC State back on track. Depending on where the duel starts, I'll take Bullard in this one decision as well.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm go Bullard decision. Not much, not much else to say about that one. What do you got at 184? All right.
1: Um, way so at this is where UNC kind of dropped off from last year. Obviously, we had Chip Ness here last year, yep. um, who was, you know, Mr. March. Um, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, literally, the Joey, whitest name
2: in college wrestling, right? The whitest name in college <laughs> wrestling, Chip Ness. Chip, Ness. Chip.
1: <laughs> yeah. I actually wrestled him growing up, um, one time in freestyle over the summer, and was it was getting beat on pretty severely um and saw the leg cradle coming and was like there's no way whatever happens to this match i'm not getting leg cradled um and so uh i made it out of that one but uh anyway back to this duel joey is it mazara how you say it
0: I, um, I, i'm asking you yeah we're we're, we're gonna follow I, your lead
1: I, I believe that's how you say it um but uh you know yeah joey mazara and trent again hidely hidley however you want to say it um Trent has looked really good at 184 this year. Um, he, he obviously we know that 184 is the Heeds weight class, and it's just who ends up being in the finals the other side of him. I think that Trent definitely could make that run kind of like Weimar um, like last year. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> like a, yeah. Well, <laughs> kind of like a couple other guys could make that run. Um, I, I see, I see Trent winning this one big. Um, I, I could definitely see a pin here. I'm not gonna call it this time. Um so I'm gonna say Trent by Major decision.
0: Yeah, I got Trent by Major as well, but it's funny that uh Mazzara actually got pinned by Dan Bullard um when Mazar was wrestling one seventy four earlier this year. I'm assuming it was probably like some sort of some sort of uh, uh legs in and ride him tough there. Uh mm-hmm. I'm gonna take Hidley by four as well.
2: I don't have a whole lot else to say. I will say this. I've been on record and I'm going to continue to say, it. I think Trent is the second best wrestler at this weight class. I think he's a lot like his brother uh, and a year when his brother, you know, made the finals against, uh, against Jason Nolfe. Um I think, you know, Trent's the second best guy in this weight class. Give me, give me Trent by major.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I know. Right, I, jump I, I'm aware Brandon. <laughs> Jumping down to
1: 197, We have, uh, you know, Nick Renan and Brandon Whitman, um, this, is Renan going to go? Actually,
0: is Renan going to go? Who knows,
1: man. I mean, he didn't
0: go last match. It was Tyree. It So,
1: do we want to decide who we think is going to go or are we just going to
0: I got I got Renan not going. Let's play it with Renan. Okay. Okay. Let's play it with yeah,
1: so if Renan goes, I think it's still interesting if Renan goes though. Renan's sitting at 5 and 4 on the year, I believe. Um and Brandon Whitman while he's obviously not a big name and is not, you know, a guy that we're expecting to win a match like this, he's sitting at ten and eleven. Um, he does kind of have a pedigree too. Um, I believe was he was he in Ohio, guy or a Michigan somewhere? Somewhere up there. Uh, I, uh, I don't fourth. think he's
0: from Ohio, from what I remember. We're gonna tell you Might here in a second, Michigan. though.
1: Yeah, um, but I believe he was a four-time state champion from wherever he was from. Um, was but i mean it, it's going to be rain if this match happens um but i, I i'm going to take a just a decision um you know i don't know what it is with rainin you know the last couple of years i know obviously last year was an injury i don't know if he's still injured if that's lingering around or what's going on but he's just not been the same guy um and and so i'm going to take i'm going to take the pack by decision
2: You know, I'm looking up Brandon Whitman right here. You might be right about him being from Ohio. Hold on. I think you were talking about – when you said four-time state champ from Michigan, I think you might have been thinking about uh, Ben Whitman, who uh, goes to Michigan, who is from Michigan, um, and who was – or that was Ben Freeman. Ben Whitman was a few years ago, right? I don't know. I can't remember. You know what? This is where we start sounding like idiots. Um, (laughs) Where the hell is Brandon Whitman from? Go
0: back. Go back.
2: Dundee High School. Whitman, 150-3, Dundee High School, three-time state champ. You know what? This mm-hmm. might be this dude. So, maybe he, maybe that's
0: where he was. Go back real quick. Right, I'm going. On, I'm scroll going. Scroll up right just here. a little bit. That's
2: all area wrestlers. doesn't say anything about Brandon Whitman.
0: Oh, never mind. Yeah.
2: So, you might be right. Maybe you are right. He was a three-time state champion at the time. He verbaled to, uh, to North Carolina. So, we'll just go with it. We'll just mm-hmm. go with it. Um, as for this match, though, um, I don't even know what to think about Nick Renan anymore. I mean, I think he is an amazing talent who um, injuries are... Essentially, derailing his career, and it's unfortunate because this is a guy yeah. that was so, so, so damn good uh, with with boy, with right? so much potential. Yeah, he's an Allen, Texas guy. Um, you know, an Allen, Texas guy. I, I, it's disappointing to me that we've watched a guy who went out there and and battled David Taylor at Final X for that spot at what eighty six kilograms, um, and then just completely get derailed by injuries. You don't know what's going to happen. As you said, he's got four losses on the year and some head scratchers. I'm going to say due to the the injury. Look at the uh, the North Carolina State Drexel duel where he lost to Brian McLaughlin 5-4. to four. Um, Obviously, that's injuries right there. I don't think he's moving right. Um, if it is Renan that goes out there, I think Whitman probably wins this duel off of a decision because of the injuries, unfortunately. Um, I hate to say that because I think Nick Renan, when healthy, is one of the best guys in the country at this weight class. Outside of zaheed, I think if Renan's fully healthy, um you're looking at a guy um I'm sorry not not zaheed uh, I'm sorry Colin Moore, you're looking at a guy like Brand or Nick Renan, who has a shot to make the finals against a Colin Moore type, so I'll take Whitman, give me a decision
0: yeah i think I think regardless of who goes um it's whitman the, the I don't see any benefit in wrestling Renan unless you're trying to get him enough matches to qualify a spot um or qualify an allocation spot. Uh, if if he's injured and he wants to make a run, you rest him. So I think we do see Ty, Tyre, uh, who we saw uh, at their last duel, and I'm going to take Whitman by three regardless.
2: All right, last match of the night, we got Andrew Gunning, North Carolina, taking on Deontay Wilson, North Carolina State. Um, a, a battle of uh, I guess are the relatively new big men. I think, uh, Deontay mm-hmm. was a starter last year, but you know, uh, uh, you know, gunning who was the heavyweight for, uh, for North Carolina for the last couple of years. Help me out here, Jacob.
1: Um, come on. Oh man. I can see him. You
2: know who I'm talking about.
1: Oh, man, here, Give me a second. No, I'll, I'll remember it. Uh,
2: you're fine. You're fine. It was kind of like a staple in the lineup for a couple of years. Wasn't it? Oh shoot. My memory's mm-hmm. so bad. I'm getting old. Um, I need to stop with all this. Uh, Corey Daniel. Corey right. Yes, there it is. That's who it was. All right, all right. Came back to me. You know, Corey Daniel was a solid wrestler, um, gunning, stepping in this year against Deontay Wilson. Um, You know, Deontay Wilson, uh, I think, is a guy that can win good matches when he wants to. He's got that starter experience. But but you know what, Jacob? Kick us off. What do you think about this duel?
1: Um, I think this one's kind of a toss-up for me. Um, You know, I I could see it going both ways. (sighs) Neither one of these guys has... Really had had a great win on their resume. Um, you know they, they've beat the guys that we think they're going to beat. We, they've lost the guys we think they're going to lose to. Um, but fair statement. You know, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look at you know the head to head record. Um, Deontay Wilson has won. Um, he, he's one and zero against Gunning, yeah. um, along with uh, you know kind of a, maybe an underrated win, but uh, he has a win over Quinn Miller of Virginia. Um, Quinn Miller has put together a quietly a pretty good season um the only reason i even know his name is just because of how much i'm you know i'm following all these guys with fantasy but he has some good wins um so that's a pretty solid winner right there but uh i'm gonna take deontay wilson um with just the decision
0: okay i'm i'm gonna take gunning i don't know why i i have that in my notes as well Is that he got pinned in the set in the seven minute mark last year uh Mm -hmm. by deontay but uh Give me Gunning maybe just to make the match a little bit closer in terms of my score. Uh, so that's who I'm going to choose.
2: Again, in matches like these, I'm going to take the, the the home crowd guy that has experience um, as a starter who has won matches at the ACC tournament, is in no doubt looking to qualify for North Carolina State. I love the coaching out there at North Carolina State. That's not saying I don't love the coaching at North Carolina. Great coaches out there as well. Um I think that NC State is looking to, you know, they need this match to win this duel. I don't know what the final scores are, but this is one of those toss-ups that I think it could go a long way in the event that you see upsets happen at some of the other weights that we've talked about. So I'll take Deontay Wilson by decision.
0: All right. So, yeah. th- so there you have it. So, Jacob, you got to read them down for us now, buddy. What what, what do we got?
1: Um. I'm actually I'm going through calculating them real quick. If you guys want to talk about something for one no, second, that, give me a give me a second.
0: I know I think I have it at twenty and thirteen, twenty to thirteen. NC State. I think they actually, um, uh, I think that it was closer last year. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think it was closer last year uh, when when they wrestled. I, when I first started, I thought that UNC was going to close the gap, but I think that they, you know, the loss of Chip Ness and Corey Daniel has has shown to be a little bit of an, uh uh, to be a little bit of a detriment for them. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, I, I think NC State, or
2: North Carolina's got a got a very young team, um, and it's great that they had some guys step up this year. You know, the the Zach Sherman types, AC Headley's kind of stepped up, going a couple a couple, a couple of weight classes. Um, a lot of potential there. Just, I think NC State has a little bit more class, a little bit more experience by this team, and I think that goes a long way. Experience definitely goes a long way in mm-hmm. these types of you know matchups again you can't take those in-state rivalries lightly they get up for this i mean that's that's the big match that they circle on their dual meet schedule you know so um at home i you know with that that seasoned team that nc state has i, I like them to win this duel at least i think that's what my picks say i don't know i didn't keep track
1: yeah yeah so looking at them right now um we have been sitting at thir- or 20 to 13 nc State uh Brandon is 19 to 13 NC State and I am 22 to 12 NC State. Um so we're all NC State, we are all pretty much dead on even with us, you know, we we definitely didn't pick all the same picks throughout. Um but it, it's interesting that it ended up having very very similar dual, you know, final scores. Um I really, really wanted to, to say that UNC was going to win this duel just before even thinking about it, sitting down, know that they've been having an incredible season. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I, I don't know if I see the path of victory.
0: Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure I see a path of victory either in that one. But hey, hey, with that being said, Jacob, thank you so much for coming on, especially the man who's, you know, sitting down there in Chapel Hill. Uh, are you, I'm assuming you're going to go to the duel?
1: I actually won't be able to make it to this one. My uh, my mom's coming in town, and and I got to show her around.
0: Uh, well, hey, that, that's great. That's great, man. Well, hey, thanks again for coming on and breaking this down with us. This was a great time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I've uh, loved the show for, for years and just happy to be here.
2: Yeah, we really appreciate it, man, and thanks for the kind words. Uh, Jacob, we wish you the best of luck going forward with what you're trying to do with TechFall Re- Fantasy Wrestling. Um, the best of luck with your podcast, the fantasy previews uh, for all of us stat nerds and fantasy geeks and wrestling geeks out there. I know we absolutely love it. Um, all right, everybody, so this has been episode number 111 of the Inside Trip Wrestling podcast. Say goodbye to, we're saying goodbye to Jacob Hugley from TechFall Fantasy Wrestling. Um, that's all we got for you. Looking forward to a fun ACC matchup this weekend. And as always, don't wind up on your back, bros.